This episode of Video Game Apocalypse is brought to you by Casper Premium Mattresses. And you listeners can get $50 towards any new mattress by going to caspertrial.com slash lasertime. Welcome to episode 207 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm Michael Raparez, creating your mind pictures with my <laughs> mouth voice. Uh, who else is here with me? Vulgar. Uh, hi, Chris Antista, apologizing for last week's appearance. Uh, no, 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 don't apologize. I didn't want to, but I thought you were going to cut that whole segment, and then I'm, I like wake up like, oh, fuck, that was still in this show? Ah, oh, Jesus. I've seen more positive than negative feedback. There was one... Pr- anybody's offended, I was sorry, but it was just just messing around. Mm-hmm. Just messing around. Be right in. <laughs> and special guest joining us for the second time now? Yeah. Uh, Nathan Ortego from Telltale. Hi, oh. Nathan. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Have me again. Love your chili. Oh, I know. <laughs> is that, chili? Is that chili? No, no, it's, no, it's taco ta- sauce, yeah. taco ah, sauce. shells, yes. and I'm still waiting for my residual check. From there. <laughs> Thank you. It's not the one that's made in New York City, is it? New York City. Yeah. No, it's Pace. It's oh. Pace is oh, okay. the, the good one. That's Those the, That's the Texas what? one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I know a lot about salsa lore. <laughs> <laughs> It's an interesting week for for games. A little little bit subdued, but some big big things. A lot of DLC though. Hmm. Really? Yeah, we got DLC for Dark Souls three and uh, Final Fantasy fifteen, and yeah. probably other things. Yeah, I mean, it only <laughs> that looked interesting because you can skip the terrible section of Final Fantasy thirteen. Oh, nice! By a. Some bromance with Gladios um, somehow, which sounds amazing, and I wish that option was afforded to me when I had to go through that awful portion of an amazing game. I, w- I wish they just publish a list of which characters are bromanceable. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I, I would pay for DLC if they made all of them bromanceable at yeah, that point. Nice, nice. They all are bromanceable. You just don't, you don't get to have sex with everybody you love in a game. Uh-huh. It's not all Mass Effect. I'm going to go write a customer support game. <laughs> So yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it'd be interesting because this is a very straightforward topic that we haven't really delved into uh, to do this week's top five about our favorite DLC expansions. Yeah, uh, and now this is not going to be a comprehensive list. There's some no, stuff it's definitive. We haven't this played. Is, yes, this, no, this is 100 definitive. Yes, it is. Uh, if, if you disagree, your opinion is wrong. It, it also feels like one of the more modern things we've ever done. What, to do it this about DLC? DLC? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, I like, so. that's kind of like a 10-year-old phenomenon. This, this is not something that retro games get to have. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to mm-hmm. speak that much. Because you, you asked what was our favorite, and I, and I had to think long and hard. And it was easy for, for me to know mm-hmm. what the world or the consensus might be. Yeah. But the reality is, like, I've been working in the industry, and now I have less time than ever when I'm done with a game, I'm done. I tend to move on and not go back. I like I, I don't know what you could do to suck me back into a game for a few hours. I, I just as of the last couple of years, I don't know what DLC I've. I might have bought it, but I never used it. I, am I the only one? No, in that I mean, I'm, I, I'm not I, against I, it. I love the idea of it. Like, I would probably. I don't know what much about Mass Effect Andromeda's DLC, but like, I played all three, the Mass I, Effect like, DLC. Yeah, all Mass Effect. Like, if it's a story-based game, mm-hmm. I will keep playing it like mm. I did the same with Bioshock Infinite it's like yeah. if if you have an interesting concept just for the overall story and you build on that story with DLC then I'm all in oh, even you know, nowadays conversely Overwatch 
doesn't have DLC and that or that we don't think of it that way because it's free. Mm-hmm. It's included in the live package. Yeah. It's all just free updates. Yeah. And and but I guess if I yeah, you know what? Destiny fine. That, I guess that yeah. that counts, right? Sort of. Yeah. Cuz it, it feels like it, they we're doing it annually. It's in like this is the new yeah. They don't call it DLC because it's just the new shit. You yeah. still pay for it. Though. You still pay for it. I'm still paying for it. I mean, the Taken King, I guess you could say it's DLC, but it was sold on a disc. It was. It yeah. was. But I think I think it absolutely counts. All right, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> that should be. But we're most. not going to talk about it, even God though Destiny 2 just got announced. We'll cover the news. The news. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, let's just jump in with. Number five. I've been waiting for you. Or someone like you. Or someone other than you for some time. I need a champion, and you've got the job! Time to save the realm, rescue the damsel, slay the beast, or die trying. Uh, what the hell is this? This is an expansion for the Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. Ah. I, thought, I thought Hearthstone hmm. with that fucking hammy accent. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is the Shivering Isles. Uh, yes. Which uh, was kind of a... Like, th- this came hot on the heels of Horse Armor, yeah. which is legendary for being a uh, DLC that everyone at the time hated, but everyone was, now would probably yeah. fall over themselves to buy. It was the early days where, like, you didn't know what to charge and what mm-hmm. yeah. what should be in the game, what so, should be extra. I just We talked about that recently because, like, EA released the Godfather game. And its DLC was cheat codes or like big head mode or like it, shit. It that was w- it was like more powerful versions of guns that were in the game. Like there yeah. was a Tommy gun called the Dillinger, and yeah. I think then like Dillinger's descendants. I don't think it was malicious. It was just the idea that like, dude, all the DLC was worth less because no one knew what to do, and no one. I don't think anybody wanted to bother developing that much new gameplay for something yeah. they weren't sure people would adopt. Hmm. And this one was the first one that like people were excited. And yep. it fulfilled its promise. Mm-hmm. And everybody was... I, I think this game paid... This DLC paved the way for substantial DLC that we look forward to today. I yeah. think Oblivion in general did yeah. kind of, like, change a lot about... Because that was such like such the beginning of the 360's lifespan. And mm-hmm. There were so many new, like, different methods and models that people were testing out with, with mm-hmm. that system at the time. And I remember, yeah, that one was like, wait, you pay more cash dollars? Yeah. For more content from that is just like what's in the game, like yeah. that was kind of a crazy concept. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that everybody seemed to like it as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it, like this was a huge game to begin with, mm-hmm. and Shivering Isles was a relatively huge expansion. Like it added like a magic portal in mm-hmm. the middle of the world, and you you had to go and find it, and then uh, it transported you to this. Uh, dimension of madness, yeah, really where weird. like it starts out, you're being just interviewed in a room by this butler who's very straightforward, and uh, then he yeah. disappears, and like the walls dissolve into butterflies, and then you're just uh. sitting out in the open in this world, and you meet this guy. I'm Sheogorath, Prince of Madness, and other things. I'm not talking about them. Uh, Sheogorath is. Uh, he, he's just like this towering figure in the Shivering Isles. He gives you all of your missions, which uh, start out as highly questionable. Like, yeah, go to this fortress and uh, rebuild this horrifying flesh golem so that it can kill people who try to come mm. in here. Um, and kind of kind of gets progressively weirder and darker. And uh, But he, he is the, the Daedric Prince of Madness, so mm. his... Uh, his realm is very weird compared to, like, just the landscape is very strange compared to the rest of 
uh, Cyrodiil in Oblivion, and you get to meet people like this guy all the time. The fork for Big Head. Oh, where has Master put the fork? It sings alone, far from home. Sad, sad fork. Sad, sad Big Head. <laughs> big Head wants you to find his fork, and I love he won't shut up about it. That majestic music in the background really yeah, just yeah, yeah. Sells, sells the whole thing. <laughs> the music did not get weirder. It's the same music that's in the rest of the game. There's only one Prince of Madness, and he is the host of the Morning Zoo show in our area. He's amazing. He gave me a $5 foot long when I came to the fairgrounds. I'm out of this. I'm out of improv. sounds like such a euphemism. I'm out of improv. (laughs) But I I remember, like, the the big uh, mission that, like, everyone who Mm. played this was talking about at the time was at one point, like, he's got these two... Uh, nobles who are like his seconds in command and they're constantly scheming against each other and scheming against him Mm. and he tells you like yeah pick one of them and uh, kill them and so you have to kind of get to know them and decide like all right which one am I going to murder and whichever one you kill you get to take their title and you get a different achievement Mm. for it so a lot of like I I knew people who were like yeah I don't know how to get that other achievement I don't want to start the game against like you can have multiple saves Mm. come on (laughs) Do both. But uh, even even Shiagorath is disgusted with that. I hate indecision. <laughs> or maybe I don't. <laughs> or make up your mind. Or I'll have your skin made into a hat. Oh. One of those arrow catchers. <laughs> I love those hats. Put a ten on that circus. <laughs> that guy is insane. But it, uh, it says something that, like, when uh, Skyrim came out and it had a quest where you met mm. Shiagorath... Uh, people who had played the Shivering Isles were like, holy shit, he's back! This is so great! Mm-hmm. And um, I think uh, Elder Scrolls Online recently like had a... They introduced a recurring event where it's like Shiagorath uh, lords over some like crazy arena spectacle mm-hmm. that you can fight in. Um, he's been a significant mem- part of the lore of the Elder Scrolls series. I remember in Morrowind mm-hmm. he was mentioned. Th- that series always has like, mm-hmm. a weird... Like a uh, tendency to go pretty macabre and also kind oh, of yeah. wacky at times, but also really mm-hmm. dark. It's just such a weird. I think he kind of is emblematic of that weird juxtaposition. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of times like in in the Elder Scrolls games where it's like if you think about it, like I'm I'm kind of the bad guy, aren't yeah. I? Because I'm like killing like innocent people for to take their stuff, <laughs> so I so that I can see everything and do everything. Um, but yeah, she she of Garth is just like this really cool figure who lords over a really cool expansion and uh, one more parting shot. Mm-hmm. Do you listen to anything I say? Do your ears work? If not, I can find use for them. Constantly threatening <laughs> you. Uh, but yeah, like the Daedric Princes are like, they're basically like minor gods in right. I believe, in Elder Scrolls. So it's like, yeah, you're, you're in the presence of uh, the source of all madness mm. more or less. But yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about this series, yeah. but it, it, it just <laughs> well, like you're missing out. It remind. I just finished Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. and regretted it immediately. And regretted when, that you finished it. Yeah, yeah, I kind of because, because it's like now I don't feel the same drive to go back and finish and that's, everything. That's I remember talking to our boss about it, who's a huge Oblivion fan and had done everything and gotten every single achievement and the idea. It seems like almost quaint to think of a world where I can go back to a game I hundred percented to go do more of it mm-hmm. like six months later. Hell no! I got to finish <laughs> Mass Effect before Persona comes out. 
Yeah. That's not going to happen ever. Hmm. Like, I don't know. That, yeah. That's how I feel. That, and that's why I, I don't do a lot of DLC now. It's not that I I wouldn't be interested. It's just I have moved on nomadically I mean, to another game. When like Nintendo even said they have a season pass for mm-hmm. Zelda, but the DLC doesn't sound like it's this kind of thing where it's a substantial story I, up. Like, and I bought it immediately. It's not out till August. And, but it's just like extra dungeon or extra yeah. trials or whatever. But it's like if there was an extra story... Like added, there is an extra story is there? element to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and w- not in both of the packs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've still got like at least thirty six shrines to go. So, uh... oh, did you count them? <laughs> it, it talk about Zelda you. said. Yeah. Uh, how, well, how many? How many are there? I don't know how many. There's there are. 120. 120. Oh, boy. Yeah. There should be three hundred more. Be but the sex but number. yeah, like if if the Elder Scrolls games teach you anything, mm-hmm. it's that you save the main quest for last. Mm. Like the the big world saving thing you're supposed to do, you ignore it and you go do other things and become an assassin and a thief and a wizard and a warrior, whatever you want to do. Then when you finish everything else and mm-hmm. you're ready to put the game down, then you go do the main quest and uh, kill Alduin or. Uh, who was the bad guy uh, in Ivanus. Oblivion? Ivanus. Ivanus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, but I will Maroon's say, stay gone. I, I assume there's a, a ton of post-game value in Skyrim because when I load up Steam to this day, all the weird friends I've made in this little adventure of what if what you might want want to call a career. People just pop up playing Skyrim in March it's, of 2017. Playing Skyrim, playing Skyrim. I'm sure you had time to finish yeah. it. And Skyrim had some great uh, story DLC, also mm-hmm. like Dawnguard, Dragonborn. Mm-hmm. But I think I think Shivering Isles, just partly for the impact it made and partly for the impression that it left, yeah. uh, deserved. I, I will call list. it a pioneer of good DLC. Yeah, I yeah. think they were doing that before DLC became a thing. If you look yeah. at the expansions of yeah. Morrowind, mm-hmm. those are basically just huge DLC packs they yeah, had to like sell things, separate. things they wanted to sell on a disc at like a uh-huh. fucking circuit city. You had to, you got to go to software etc and buy a box <laughs> oh, copy. Yeah. I did it and felt like a total tool, but I did it anyway. <laughs> All right, well let's move on. Number 4. The world is on the brink of going boom boom. This is our most desperate hour. Unless we make a stand here and now, we're going to die. Now. Well, what is this, Nathan, since you suggested uh, that? Borderlands 2's d- last DLC, uh, Assault on Dragon's Keep. Yeah. Tiny Tina's Tiny Assault, Tina's Assault <laughs> on Dragon yeah. Keep. It's the last one they did, and it was freaking awesome. It, it really honestly was the ending to the game ah. in a lot of ways. Like It sort yeah. of an, uh, uh, operates like an epilogue, but I really do think that it helps sort of give more closure to hmm. the narrative than the main game had. Yeah, well, like, the, the whole conceit is that uh, they're, while... Their friends are beating up a, a an informant in the other room. Like Tiny Teen is like, oh, let's just relax and play a game uh, with some of the other vault hunters. And so the entirety of the experience is narrated like a Dungeons and Dragons game. The handsome sorcerer's pet dragon appears. Surprise attack! You try to attack the dragon, but your attacks do nothing. The dragon attacks and. Uh, you can't start your campaign with a boss fight. Players can't win. Touche. Mm, okay, everybody back up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's full of that. Like she, like a boss appears and she narrates it. That's Ashley Birch, by the way. Who, uh-huh. uh, everyone might know from Hey Ash, What You Playing? Lots of anime now. <laughs> yeah, and her brother, I think, wrote Borderlands too. So Anthony Birch, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit of nepotism. Um, I want the one thing about this game. I, it, this particular DLC that I really loved was that 
uh, I'm always a sucker for when games start playing with the conventions of a video game and like kind of like mm-hmm. the Magic Circle or these other games that have come since then that sort of play with the overlord of this environment sort of changing the environment and the rules and the, and the, the encounters on the fly. And Tina, as the DM in the game, continually is like, isn't thinking things through at all. So mm-hmm. the boss fights and things will just shift. They'll change character models. They'll completely stop in the middle of a fight because <laughs> yeah. they're all calling her out on how illogical the whole thing is. And well, it's for, really clever. And for inventive. example... Uh, the bodyguard isn't here. Oh, whoops. Forgot to put her piece on the board. Blam! Girl, looks like she got a problem. I'd punch her problems. I talk to her. In character, of course. <clears throat> I'll crack your mind and beat your problems to death. <laughs> Sergeant Hatred. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Princess Tiny Feet. Right? It's like the <laughs> DLC psycho character in mm. Krieg or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of that in here, and uh, it really it's just like this character coming to terms with the death of a comrade, who I won't name because spoilers. But uh... yeah, it's I mean it ends up being kind of weirdly you, you starts off really funny and goofy, and like it's all the characters that you played as in Borderlands Two in fantasy garb mm-hmm. in this kind uh, of fantasy version huh. of the actual world they're in. That's right. Yeah. So they all just kind of like skin the entire experience to be a D and D oriented one, but <laughs> it ultimately ends up kind of by the end of it you're like wow that's kind of that's kind of, I'm kind of choked up mm-hmm. because it ends up being about her working through the process of grief mm-hmm. uh, and so I, I feel like that ended up being really like Borderlands is one of those things where you're like oh I care all this <laughs> I didn't yeah. think I cared emotionally mm-hmm. about these characters yeah this, but... this uh, 13 year old uh, psychopath slash <laughs> munitions expert was really funny at first yeah. but now she's kind of growing on me as right. a character but uh, is this the uh, sequentially the last Thing that's ever happened in the Borderlands universe? No, Tales in the Borderlands. Yeah. Oh, it happens ah. after two. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. That's see. That's what I was curious about because they had the pre-sequel, right? Which yeah. takes place and, between one and two. So yeah. It's one pre-sequel, two Tales in the Borderlands, and then three. It just feels like a, almost an enormously long time since they did any kind mm-hmm. of follow-up to Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's going to be three at some point. Well, they no, already, I do. They said they're making it right yeah. now. Yeah, so. I think they, they they were talking about the future of Borderlands recently, but. Where's my Battleborn two? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Said nobody. Don't think about don't think about how much time they spent on Battleborn instead of Borderlands. It'll, hurt, it'll only hurt your feelings. But I, I, just, I was just curious mm. that we've heard nothing about Borderlands three because to me this feels like a very young franchise. Yeah, that we haven't heard from. Well, you you remember? Uh, I think it was either you or Brett I was talking mm-hmm. to years ago when like Borderlands two was mm-hmm. coming out, and I think it was you that you were saying that like. There's this huge reaction to Borderlands 2. Yeah. People are so excited when, about it. When you go like, to PAX, it was like, hey, you want to meet up for lunch? I would, but i got to go to the Borderlands. And like, yeah. it, it kind of rolled off us old people's back. Yeah, like when it, and, ca- when it came out, it's like, oh, this is sort of fun. Yeah, like, I, I, I love it. I'm glad it exists. Yeah, the first the first game. And then mm-hmm. like we, we were sort of blindsided mm-hmm. by like, it has this huge, huge fan following. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of like Destiny really caught on this generation because it's that same sort of thing where it's just, I'm just going to play a huge-ass first-person shooter campaign spanning worlds with my four, like three or four of my I friends. I mean, may- maybe, but there's still worlds and characters mm-hmm. in Borderlands. I mean, Oh, yeah, I mean, Tales, it's got a lot more... Tales from the Borderlands yeah. is perfect evidence of that, that it can survive in a completely different genre where there's mm-hmm. nothing from Destiny you I, could take into a Telltale yeah, game. Honestly, mm-hmm. t- Borderlands is one of my favorite games mm-hmm. in the past. I mean, I still maybe clocked in almost 200 hours in the core game, I think. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
I played it like crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's just it's a world you really want to be in because it is so fun and irreverent and mm-hmm. in a I feel like this industry tends to get so far up its own butt mm-hmm. with its narrative and its worlds where it's like everything has to be serious and epic and dark and mm-hmm. intense and mm-hmm. buy the books and all the side <laughs> or I'm just like <laughs> I just want to have a fun in a world that doesn't take itself too seriously yeah. and is willing to poke fun at RPG conventions yeah. at like genre tropes and just not be so pretentious. I, I thought it was it was one of the best <laughs> it's it, it's understood its medium better than yeah, almost any sure. other game series and I, I want to give it a ton of credit despite not being a huge mm. fan of right. Borderlands. I think the like... only way that Borderlands could be up its own butt is if <laughs> they had DLC where you go up a character's butt like inner space style. <laughs> I could I mean, give it time. Happen. I'm sure yeah, it'll yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there there was that mission in two yes. where you have to find a new name for the bully mongs, and uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I think the one that they settle on is boner farts. <laughs> hey, this is but a clean only the show. highest of brows. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, uh, I, it, Tiny Tina's uh, assault on Dragon Keep also had this uh, sound clip right at the beginning, which I love. Well, our vault hunting buddies beat the slamma jam out of that Hyperion informant downstairs. I thought we could play a game. Now, pick your characters. You got the Necromancer, the Commando, the Siren. Siren. Dibs, my siren's name is Brick, and she is the prettiest. <laughs> Again, great voice acting, yeah, great personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I, I always feel bad I haven't played more yeah. Borderlands, but it seems like a lot to catch up to now. It's definitely a game that I think, if you don't play with friends, it's yeah. kind of and that, you know, not as engaging. Man, that's what fucked us up because I bought it. I bought it, I, even though I think we were given copies. I bought it to play with my friends back home. We're all getting it too, and mm-hmm. we jumped on day one. And it, again, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. The co-op didn't work immediately, and so like we all waited until we could play with better frame rate yeah. or something like that. that and it's just, those types of games are just insurmountable. Oh no, no, it, and, it, 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 it happens, but I, that it kills that's the momentum. Sort yeah. of why, like, I didn't jump in because by the, the look of it, the everything about mm-hmm. it, I was immediately interested in it. But I was waiting to play it with my friends back home, and there was some technical issue that kept us from playing. This is personal to me and not <laughs> sure. the DLC. Uh, which sounds fun. They make it less valid. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why I always feel guilty for missing because it seemed right up my fucking alley. It seems like yeah. everything I've always wanted in a game. So that's why I give Borderlands. Hopefully the third one will come out and kind of be what you wanted it to be to begin mm-hmm. with and work properly right off that. And no, I mean, you can have that experience. I, I'm not mad at the game because that sure. shit happens. Like but, day one. But video games are like that though. Yeah. I mean, if you're not kind of in at the beginning, especially with like multiplayer games, yeah, it's really you're trying hard to choreograph to, with old men and back who are and like Florida. 20 levels higher than you <laughs> yes. because you didn't play it till like the fourth we, day. It was I <laughs> drugged my friend yeah. into Destiny and yeah. he got way higher than me and like Sorry, bro. We just can't play anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I got, I brought you here. Sorry, I got to put Draxler to bed. I'm assuming that's a child in Florida's name. <laughs> Draxler. God yeah. damn. <laughs> it's it's pronounced Draxler. Draxler the Moon Ghost. Yeah. Yes. Franklin. Moon Ghost. Smith. <laughs> now Man, I, I, play just, I just realized when our generation is actually old, it's going to put such a strain on the nation's uh, bandwidth. Because they're just going to be all these 80-year-olds fucking catching up on the online games that they missed out on. I remember Borderlands during the, f- during the second Bush presidency. <laughs> One of many. <laughs> all right, well, let's move on to... Number three. Did you speak to Troy? Yeah, he said he loves you, but he can't handle working the door at a gay club anymore. He says people are laughing yeah. at him. Who's laughing at him? I don't know. I think the little people who live in his head. The ones stuck in 1955. <laughs> oh, I love those people. Uh, hey. Who knows Man, what this is? This is the last DLC from yeah, yeah for the sadly. Series. Well, not really. It's now just well, a the last single universe. player. DLC. Yeah, I mean, I just wish that 
GTA Five had something on this level. Because I mean, I think Grand Theft Auto Online has just been such a big success; they can mm. use that. But yeah, like this and this um, is the Ballad of the Homosexual Ball- Tony. Yes, <laughs> not say, I'm not saying mm. the Ballad of, of Happy Tony, Gay Tony. Ah, well, he said it uh, from GTA Four, mm. which I, I, you know, going back through some of the cutscenes to mm. grab sounds like. This came out in like what 2009, 2010, around there. Two thousand nine. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, the number of times that people say the f word, not mm-hmm. fuck, but mm-hmm. the one that I would actually bleep, ah. uh, is sort of jarring. Mm. <laughs> it's like, wow, things have changed a lot. Mm. Rockstar gets away with a lot. Yeah, 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 that's true. I mean, that's they, true. <laughs> hey, here's a game starring a shitload of bad people and, mm-hmm. and a story sure. called The Ballad of Gay Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Guess yeah. what you're going to get. The ESRB mm-hmm. is still very sensitive, and I think they get away with things that other studios probably couldn't uh, pull off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand that. I mean, the previous DLC was the one where they like showed full frontal male nudity. That's true. Yeah. It, uh, it, and you know what's weird? And I don't want to get fucking uh, into semantics mm-hmm. here, but this... You, when you were talking about going to pick up uh, uh, Elder Scrolls discs, mm-hmm. made me think of that. Like we called those expansions because yeah. you went to a store, mm-hmm. and these two, the two bits of GTA Four mm-hmm. DLC feel a lot more like expansions. Things that like change the look of the universe. Yeah, it's. And I mean, what you it doesn't. Do. It doesn't add anywhere to go, really. Like, yeah. It's still like the it's core map experience. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, like the the mission. I mean, it, it adds crazy. things in certain places. Like there's there's stuff to do at like a golf course. Now. Yeah, I still think this is people trying to figure out what they wanted to do yeah. with DLC. I mean, it was, this was like ultimately this is ultimately like a one time thing for Rockstar. But I think the uh, the hmm. the impact of Ballad of Gay Tony was so GTA Four came out. Yeah, and it was like. You play through it, it's like, this is really fun. And then, yeah. like, in retrospect, like, that was really drab and bleak and gray and brown. And serious. And, yeah, it's very serious. Mm-hmm. It takes itself very seriously. It's like, this is a great crime story, but, mm-hmm. like, something's kind of missing from the Vice City <laughs> and San Andreas days. Yeah. Though their first DLC did not fit the bill yeah. of making things. And, like, and then it's a DLC where you live in a shitty fucking yeah. biker den and sleep on a dirty mattress. Uh-huh. And then shit does not go right for uh, anyone in that DLC. And the thing is, like, Lost and Damned was Mm -hmm. actually, it was even bleaker, and to the point where they actually put, like, a grainy, grayer filter on the camera to make everything Mm. seem sadder. Mm -hmm. And then Ballad of Gay Tony comes along, and Uh it's like, all right, yeah, Saints Row is starting to eat our lunch, maybe. Uh, Let's make everything a little bit brighter. The the, the colors are sharper. We're going to... Upcoming laser time, we're going to revisit that trailer where yeah. Saints Row was positioning itself like, <laughs> you know that serious story? Mm-hmm. And you remember, yeah. you remember in San Andreas when you had a jetpack and you're flying around for clams, shooting the flamethrower at civilians? Yeah. That's fr- the experience we're trying to recreate. They freaky Friday'd. Is what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put their hands on the same skull. And- <laughs> I, I, still th- I still think it was a, a valiant thing for Rockstar yeah. to try. And, and, and then and yeah. the Alligator Tony's like, it wasn't. We're sorry, but it's like it was more like we're bringing fun back. Yeah, yeah we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna yeah, do a Guy Ritchie version let's of a crime drama. Get silly. <laughs> I mean, one of the first things you, I think that you do in the DLC is like you just jump off the roof of a building and paraglide, which is a weird thing which, that was sort of missing yeah, in yeah. GTA Four. Yeah, that we'd done before in a GTA game, and, yeah. and like they they actually like they brought back familiar characters, but mm-hmm. then they also introduced like this familiar character is being accompanied by a cartoonish version of themselves for example fuck you maury fuck me (laughs) fuck me you can't fuck me baby b name one thing you have ever been able to fuck me at one thing huh i lift more weights (laughs) i fly better choppers 
I have better cars, I screw better women. Hell, I screw women. My bling ain't CZ, and my paper ain't a photocopy. What's up, Lou? So again, one! Ah. Hey, Maury, I got to side with your brother on this one, man. I mean, you're fucking annoying. <laughs> Maury Kibbutz, uh, brother of Brucey Kibbutz. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, the best character of all time. It, it was like a T-Rex eating Velociraptor mm. moment where, like, yeah, Brucey was like this kind of tiresome bro in yeah. GTA 4 and then like Maury came along and was like no I am 10 times that hmm. and Brucey uh, I'm even more lately gay a, a sad little beta male whenever he's around me <laughs> I love how everybody in GTA does cocaine clearly yeah, yeah. clearly it's like, all it's, the time it's very stressful it's why I'm glad those cutscenes are yeah. spread out across open sandbox inv- traversal because God, that just gives me a headache after a while. <laughs> All the screaming, but you know some some other it's characters. Like their own YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> some other characters did come in from from the uh, original. Keep it cool, keep it cool. Man, I'm going to see some vagina tonight. That's how all cool people announce it, by the way. That's everybody's favorite cousin, Roman Bellet. Yep. Because Nico, I think he like was not even doing any more voice work for the I, I game. Think he had a falling I think out. The, I yeah, the actor had a falling out with Rockstar. Yeah, he like complained like, about how much money. You he didn't had. put enough zeros on my check. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't complain. He just talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. You're not even supposed to talk about it. And mm. yeah, unless, Rockstar unless you're not even remotely holding out hope that they're going to hire you again. Yeah, they yeah. hired him with no guild or union rules, so they mm. can tell him to go fuck off anytime he says something they don't like. It mm. was really weird. Because mm. Nico's a great character. Yeah, yeah he was. Mm. Uh, but then Ballad of Gay Tony was also about something else. It was about the decline of the New York club scene mm. in a lot of ways. What is wrong with you people? Don't you know a good time when you see one? Jesus! When even the queens don't want to get wrecked, you know this city is turning into a fucking suburb! All right, Luis, get in the car. Gracie, sweetheart, in the back. Tony, can I have a word? No! No. <laughs> I, I love I love Tony Prince. I I've never been into this. God he's damn. a fantastic character. Goddamn, he's <laughs> really bad now. Yeah, and it's I, I I sometimes wish that you'd been playing as him instead mm-hmm. of Luis Lopez. I kind of feel like Luis Lopez was the concession to yeah. like, all right, no, you don't worry, don't worry, yeah. you don't play as a gay character. Yeah, you're yeah. just p- very protective yeah. of one. And yeah, like he's very like, uh, what's the word? Like he's very accepting and you know like his friends like he's protecting this guy but i feel like some a lot of the cutscenes are just like okay like that's that's luis's like uh, reaction to things like we got a long hard dick for uh like unflinchingly look at a video game dick no that's the previous yeah that's 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 senator stubbs yeah senator stubbs yeah you remember she and i was confusing (laughs) him with the wire guy Yeah, but, but I, like, isn't like, I don't, sorry, but like, mm-hmm. like the very beginning is like Louis fucking somebody at the nightclub. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah and yeah. it's like, don't worry, this guy is straight. <laughs> Two thousand nine. I want to play as a character who is irredeemably gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting choice of words. Exactly. Chris, would you like, like to elaborate so on much what that gayness. Means? Yeah. <laughs> like, like the normal person would atone. Like, <laughs> this is too much gay shit. That I don't know. I just I I, I remember playing this and like. Rockstar had generally not allowed... You did not play as a bad person in any game. And I think that's why you wouldn't be able mm-hmm. to play as gay Tony, because he's a kinetic force of yeah. chaos. Gaiety. <laughs> and then, like, I'm like, there was so much heat around the game, they wouldn't yeah. let you play as a character like that. And then Trevor comes out, and... Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. here... 
There yeah. we go. These They're not all, afraid anymore. All of, genuinely pun- bad person. Yeah. all of this is punishment for the hot coffee thing. I yeah. think ever since they were punished for even the slightest amount of like having some sort of sexuality in their game, we were like, no, we're going to go to turn it up to 11 for everything after that. Yeah. Oh, and Trevor, the new Old Spice guy. It's, that's yeah, really that right. guy oh, has had a like an amazing 2016 slash 2017. He was on Westworld. Walking Dead, he's All pretty right. much like Negan's second in command guy, hmm. and he's old. Oh spy. shit! No, oh, that's guy. gonna end up then. Yeah. Oh. Well, we'll see. <laughs> but it's just so weird because like he looks just like Trevor, and like mm-hmm. where's Michael and Franklin? Where are they? Why can't, why aren't they in things? Why, why don't I have a schlubby Italian guy who's over sixty? And there's <laughs> not enough things. of them out there. Come on! <laughs> but do they look just like their counterparts? Yeah. If I want to see that, I'll have a yeah. wedding. <laughs> but I, it, makes, it makes it easier for them to promote it if they look like their models after a certain point. Yeah. But I mean, that was the thing. Like, I I always thought when GTA Five came out, like. Everybody in GTA, mm-hmm. GTA Five has a second in command. Mm-hmm. Who it would be hilarious to play like a mini campaign that is like uh, yeah. the 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 son of mm-hmm. Michael, uh, Franklin's buddy. I forget his name. And uh, Lamar. Trev- oh, yeah, Lamar. Lamar yeah. And then like, and then Trevor has like those two guys, the Juggalos that are always following him around, like a sidekick oh, yeah, team yeah. up game. Yeah, it would be awesome. Like they go on a heist <laughs> together. That would be fun. And yeah. all of them are incompetent. What, what if I? Do? What if I told you that was all happening in GTA Online? You would have to believe me because <laughs> you have no idea what's yeah, happening. You also in that have game. to go play it. With the amazing dialogue written by Blaze at four twenty sixty nine, Bubsy fan. You thought you heard the F word a lot, in Tony. <laughs> the dialogue isn't user generated. No, <laughs> they, they type it and they say it in my ears. Oh, yeah. yeah, they That's type true. it into their true. Xbox. No, they just scream it into your ears. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes, yes, my mom's an F word. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yes. you'll get your chocolate milk. Don't worry. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I, I still love Ballad of Gay Tony. This was the DLC that kind of brought fun back yeah. to GTA yeah. Four. Sort of paved the way for GTA Five. Yeah, parachutes weird, like like crazier weapons as well. I just remember like full automatic stuff um, was very realistic. Yeah, they they did add add new weapons. Yeah, and uh, and the, yeah, the a couple of radio stations. The parachutes were sort of a big deal. I remember, and like there there is actually a mission where. You take like a Perez Hilton blogger who huh. uh, trashes Tony's clubs, and like you take him up in a helicopter and then throw yeah. him out, and then you you dive out after him and catch him, and then you skydive. And it's huh. like, ha, we were just scaring you. You shit your pants. Man. We're gonna Great tell idea. everybody if you don't give our club a good review. Great idea. Mm-hmm. This is back when blogs were important. Should do that for commenters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that one of those uh, like? Analog uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, it's like where they just yeah. stay still and it's words instead of mm-hmm. what videos that? that. Yeah, I it's don't like get it. a speech that you yeah. put and then walk away from. Mm-hmm. People can leave other speeches I, beneath it. I would always get pissed whenever people would talk about Games Radar and call it a blog. And it's like, no, it's not a blog. Blogs are important. <laughs> <laughs> How quaint of an idea that is. I know, point. right? <laughs> it was the opposite. But anyway, <laughs> number two. Hey, everyone. Come over here for a minute. Let's get a photo to remember this. Arrange yourselves on the sofa. Thanks for coming, everyone. Here's to us. Ready, Glyph? Of course. If you could all please direct your attention this way. Okay. Everyone say Normandy. Normandy. Yeah. What is this? This is Mass Effect 3 Citadel. Oh. The DLC that is kind of like a we're sorry for the ending of Mass Effect 3. Honestly, like... I hadn't played it, but I watched Boss. all the cutscenes, mm-hmm. and it's like this is—it feels like an anime filler episode. 
Almost. Yeah, like where, where, it feels where like that second yes, 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 exactly. exactly. That's, that's second that's exactly what I meant. Finale. Or they Tell have a more. cooking competition yeah. or something. But yeah, it's just such like for if you obviously been playing all three Mass Effect games, mm-hmm. probably finished the campaign by this point, played the previous two or three mm-hmm. Mass Effect uh, story add-ons. This is just like the fan service, like. The thank you icing. email you get. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was uh, Bioware saying, we're not paying these people anymore. Oh, no, but I mean, everyone's voice is in it. Like, no, which which all... didn't happen in a lot of its DLC. It was really depressing. Like, yeah, to... it... I'm having a one-person conversation with Joker because Seth Green clearly didn't come back for this Yeah, content. it's weird. Like, everyone has something to say about this, but not Joker. Because <laughs> well, he's, o- he's always the first person I would go to after a mission. Like, he's going to be the have the most to talk about. But, mm-hmm. yeah, the Citadel, it, there is some, like, action stuff that happens at the beginning. Also, a stealth... Excuse me, you don't have a reservation. Oh! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight's performance is brought to you by Random Acts of Violence. Dark yeah, but even then, it's it's like it's so cartoony. Like. Yeah, and, but there's this stealth thing that doesn't really work. But yeah, it's once you get to the party, that's when it like becomes it, it, the visual novel dating sim you've always exactly. wanted. In Mass Effect. There's like barely no. There's not really any gameplay. Like you decide how is, will this be a lively party or a laid back party? Yeah. And like you, if you want to, you uh, can you can. So it's a renegade rager, pretty or, much. Yes, it's not. Or, will or, you or get a par- or a Paragon peace uh, <laughs> peace party? But like. Well, it's also like a last chance to sleep with several characters. Yeah, and, and in some cases, the first chance to sleep with a couple of them. Mm. It turns out there is one thing primitives are good at. Not a word. So that's Javik, who mm. himself is a DLC-only character. Like, I think he had a pre-order it or something. He's the Prothean. He's a, he's a, he a yeah. day-one yeah. DLC yeah. character. Yeah, but like, yeah. What was, like, he's the last of his race, the Protheans. So one... You're fucking this guy who's the last of his race. Oh man, no one's gonna be able to say that. Mm -hmm. But also, like, I love Javik because Mm -hmm. I would say for like 75% of Mass Effect 3's missions, Mm -hmm. I would take him and Liara on the mission because the Protheans hate the Asari Mm -hmm. and he he just like insults her constantly anytime you have the two of them on a mission, Mm -hmm. and it's kinda mean, but it's like hilarious how like much he has it in for her. But uh, yeah, like you can sleep with him. You can also sleep with uh, James Vega, who is the um, he's played by Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Uh, and another thing you can do in this DLC that's really weird is that uh, Vega has this pull-up record that you can. It's 183 pull-ups, and you have to do 183 uh, quick time events to break that record. <laughs> but you get it a little extra like story element for doing it. I have a clip. What have we here? You know, my record is 182. You think you can beat it? Maybe. Oh, this should be good. <clears throat> oh yeah. But you, so you like it's not just pressing Definitely. one button; it it alternates. So you have to yeah. pay attention. One hundred and eighty-three times. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Left trigger, right trigger. Left trigger, right and, trigger. And he'll or, constantly he'll, he'll butt in every yeah. so often, like hey, cerveza. Yeah. Like, Fuck you. But yeah, that's like, what he wants you to do. <laughs> it's yeah. it's. It's all for the party because it's like if you did well enough to have everyone survive, pretty much everyone is there. Mm. And it's like, yeah, cool, nice little like last hurrah before Simply you go on your final mission. Mm. Honestly, I, mean, I feel like Bioware games at this point are kind of the fandom is predicated on caring about those characters and spending more time with them more than the gameplay being that super yeah. engaging mm-hmm. or even the main plot being that awesome. It's more yeah. just like. I want to get to know these people more and, and talk to them and, and be their friend. I, I said last week, this Mass Effect became to me, I get 
when I, when I get these missions out of the way, I can go back to the, the fucking Normandy mm-hmm. and talk to people. It's like, I have my route. I'm going to go like yeah. all the way. I'm going to... Sorry, I'm going to skip Jessica Chobot in the basement, but everyone else yeah. I can talk to. I would straight up just play a visual novel that just lets me hang out with those cool characters, because yeah. it's what it is. It's just yeah, a lot well, more like, I, I feel, stuff on top. I feel like the, the mystery that you have to solve is just there to, like, give this a plot, mm-hmm. but really it's more about moments like this. Isn't there something better we could go do? What could possibly be more important than Zaid Masani not getting bested by some fucking kids game? <laughs> you really want one of those plushy toys. God, I'm right, I do. He's <laughs> <laughs> trying to beat a crane game, and he can't. That's great. I can't remember if this is the DLC where you like you also act in a like an Elcor play. I think <laughs> that's it's, amazing. Yeah, oh, wow. You, like you do <laughs> excited. Yeah, it's it's so that's weird, but it's talk. just yeah. it, it's the ultimate fan service DLC. It's, it's yeah, Mass Effect at its silliest. Yeah, and it's like the it's an awesome final goodbye to the Mass Effect original trilogy because it's mm. like everyone that you know. Willing that that they all survived, you're, you get to say goodbye to all of them. Mm. That's beautiful, Davis. yeah. That's Before you all die, or whatever the end no. of Mass Effect Three is. Space Jesus. No, you all okay. morph into one being. I think. So this is Evangelion. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay cool. <laughs> then everyone yeah, claps and says, "Good job." Yeah, like I, I said, I think we brought this up last week, and I said, so it's sort of like the the end of Evangelion movie, mm-hmm. like after the last episode that nobody understood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is like speaking my language. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. I've seen bad men make their own Valhalla out in the bush with harems of maidens and the hunting of men as a sport. I've seen men struggle with principles and morals and the very meaning of existence. I've killed all that can be killed. But I've never, in all my natural-born days, seen anything quite like this. God damn it. I love this so much. Ah, yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Any, anyone want to say what this is? Uh, Red Dead Redemption's Undead Nightmare. Yep. And, and only because I feel like... I can think of a billion properties in the universe that could benefit from a Simpsons Treehouse of <clears throat> Horror episode. Hmm. <clears throat> And there are a trillion games that could benefit from the same treatment. Like, yeah. it's not canon. Let's get weird and silly and all that other stuff. But use all the work put into developing the characters in the world, but throw them in a wacky Yeah, but like, but, like, put in a zombie yeah. a zombie motion. Like, it just just this I mean, dumb, weird thing. It won't, it won't affect the, the power of the story of Red Dead yeah. Redemption. And, like, I, Rockstar was well aware of that. Like... Here's this dumb new mode with that's that's crazy as fuck. Yeah, and it, this eventually became like a standalone. Yeah, uh, both a standalone DLC and weird. a standalone the... disc game. Yeah, a disc yeah. you'd buy in the store. Yeah, how did that I think you it would... was for people who didn't have the internet at the time? Mm-hmm. But like you would attach it to the game you already. No, had? you just put it ran as a standalone. And game. you just play yeah. the Undead Nightmare yeah, version right. of. Which is a Halloween version of fucking Red yeah, Dead Redemption. Basically. It's the Halloween special. Yeah, everything is dead has or ghosts. No bearing or... on anything else, mm-hmm. and everything is. Just slightly sillier than normal? Jack, be kind to your mother. Abigail, teach the boy right from wrong. Stop biting chunks out of people. Be back as soon as I can. Really cool. It starts out with John Marston's family getting infected by a zombie, and they become zombies, so he just ties them up and says, like, I'll just go out and look for a cure. And, um... 
I love how they just roll through the cast of Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. in that game, killing them just <laughs> so quickly. Yeah, like yeah. major characters, you're like, oh wait, oh my god, they're but dead. But it's like five also later. again, it's like a big cast reunion. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. yeah, all the characters you love, like even if they die, a lot yeah. of them are back. Yeah, uh, especially this asshole. <laughs> I bet you like Catholics. I can't stand them neither, hey. nor women. Fabians, socialists, homosexuals, Asians, or British. Between them, they've ruined this country. Ruined it. It was a good country once. Now people are eating each other, and it's all the fault of the Jewish, British, Catholic, homosexual <laughs> elite and their ideas. Wow, so JonTron was in a game before? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, huh? that has to be the 4chan mission. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was like the, the shopkeeper who like in the, the main game, like every once in a while, they just like mutter something about Jews and then they like just exploded it for this one. Like John Marston's like, have you ever met a Jewish person or a homosexual? Like, no, and I don't intend to. But I think it's, it's a lot of what you said about the Mass Effect Citadel <laughs> DLC with a lot of Except fun. everyone dies instead of everyone. But with a lot party. of fun added on <laughs> yeah. to that. Yeah. And like I can't think of anything other than Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Like, yeah, Ned Flanders will just die. He'll yeah. be killed in front of you. It'll be mm-hmm. hilarious. Holly Obart. You'll, you, you'll know it's not part of the yeah. canon. And you just yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah, with that you, story. you'll separate it from the story. And it's, I don't know why more people. Like, yeah. every game should uh, do this. And if you needed a clearer signal that this is not canon, here you go. I've seen a lot of strange things recently, but. No Sasquatch running around here, hmm. nor no place else. They, they're made up. There's Sasquatches every place, cowboy. They're nastier than your mother-in-law with a bad case of that virus. <laughs> so Sasquatches were like dangling carrots Rockstar had yeah. in front of players. Well, they, they were urban and, legends yeah. first. Yeah, like, like in San Andreas. In-game urban legends. Yeah. God People were it. convinced, like, there's a Sasquatch somewhere in San Andreas, and I don't think Did there was. Did they put one in five? Or is I that think also... there is one in five. There is one in okay. five, yeah. Yeah. It might but be a guy in a in, costume. In, uh, in Undead Nightmare, you do encounter one, oh, and yeah. it basically begs you not to, to kill it, I believe? No, it begs you to kill to it. To kill it. Because, uh, okay. I, I think, remember you I messed it, up otherwise. It, spoilers. It comes at the end of a, a, a quest line where you're actually killing other Sasquatches, <laughs> and then you confront this one, and it's like, oh, somebody's killed all my family. I'm the only one left. Just kill me and get it over with. I'm a Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's it's actually this really weirdly sad, poignant moment. But uh, then, yeah, but also like but delivering you... on like years worth of urban uh-huh. legend yeah. promise from rocks. I don't know. This also, is you re- get the four horses of the apocalypse. Yes, yeah. right. And they're like on yeah, fire. They're, they're literally <laughs> out there, and you can capture them. There's a chupacabra and other mythical beasts, like yeah. a ton of other mythical beasts. Yeah. All four horsemen. Rick Flair, Arn Anderson, <laughs> oh, Chris Benoit. He was a horseman. No one warned me there'd be wrestling jokes. Uh, it, sorry. It sorry. also <laughs> took a fairly minor, gross character from the main plot line and made him crucial to what was going on, sort of. I mean, with the undead walking the face of the earth, you crazy dumb bastard. That ain't nothing. Ain't nothing? I've seen husbands eating wives, mothers eating sons, graves popping open and the undead rising up. It sure as shit is something. Oh, boo-hoo. Big tough John Marson has scared a little undead creature walking around. Moses wouldn't hurt a fly, would you, darling? <laughs> That's uh, Seth, the emaciated grave robber who uh, just hangs out with zombies and, like, you keep mm-hmm. going back to him. And it's like, now he's got, like, a group of zombies and he's having a square dance with them while one of them saws awkwardly on a violin. God damn it. If you have a live game or a free-to-play, just do this every year. Mm. Once a year. Yeah. yeah. So great. I don't it's know why more people DLC. haven't done it. There, there is a... Uh, do you ever play Sleeping Dogs? 
Yes. Yeah, they, they had a Halloween the DLC that they? was just like this, but it was about mm. Chinese ghosts, and it was super wacky. God damn, and it had like cool. the main character's rival guy was like murdered, and then it comes back to life as a crazy Chinese ghost with like a big talisman on his face. It's mm-hmm. really goofy in the same kind of way. I, I don't have any other fr- like Destiny had Halloween DLC, but it was like mm-hmm. mostly costume yeah. based. Uh, and then Infamous Two had um, what was it? Festival, Festival of Blood. Yeah, that was a weird. Which was a standalone one. game, but still, it's like yeah, this is. It, didn't, I, it wasn't I, quite I as inventive as this, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I imagine GTA Online will is probably upping the ante somehow awesome. where any of us play it. Because I, yeah. I know for Christmas it snows and decorations yeah. go up. Yeah, it's not as interesting as like a narrative all about crazy Halloween shit. Right? Yeah, well, again, no, there's nothing better in the world than Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. It, it, there just isn't. Like these weird little tales where everybody dies and shit gets mm-hmm. really crazy and funny. Uh, I, I love I love that so much, and the idea that like nobody else. Why is only the Simpsons and yeah. Rockstar embracing that? Like, hmm. let's get let's get silly. <laughs> I agree with mummies and, and yes and Dracula's Skelly Man's and Frankenstein <laughs> Frankenstein Franken- <laughs> Frankenstein's monster actually. Frankenstein. All that crap Nobody's would be there. amazing. Would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know be. it takes a lot to develop around a holiday, <laughs> but this did technically come out around. Halloween, uh, it did. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I think it was the disc. Came, September, the disc came later, but um, it was it was Halloween DLC. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it makes it unmissable. Mm-hmm. God damn, ah, so good. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that's our top five. So mm-hmm. we're gonna take a little break, and uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk about some news, some uh, new releases, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Get scratching. I hope you're well rested because if you're not, oh man, this is going to be the perfect sponsor for today. Casper Mattresses. Yes, Casper Mattresses, baby. Offering you one hell of a sleep experience for an outrageously reduced cost. And even better than that, if you go to caspertrial.com slash laser time, you can get $50 towards any mattress that you want right now. And when I say any mattress, I mean from twin to California king. And if you don't know what Casper Mattresses are... Uh, They are mattresses that combine high-density memory foam and premium latex to create a sleep surface that contours to your body and keeps you cool and balanced through the night. Casper's dug deep into the science of sleep, and they're trying to offer you a better mattress at a much better cost. And one of the ways Casper has cut out the cost is by not having stores throughout the entire country. Instead, they ship the mattress right to you. As a result, Casper mattresses are up to a quarter of the price that you'll find in most big box stores, and even better than that. And if you have any reservations of a mattress being shipped to your house, Casper knows that, and that's why they've provided you with a hundred night risk-free trial you don't like the casper mattress give them a call they'll come pick it up for you get rid of it and give you a full refund if you're in the market for a new mattress please consider casper and even better go to caspertrial.com slash laser time to get fifty dollars towards any new mattress you like laser time shows then you might like bonus time laser time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time here's a taste of what you've been missing when i went to the botanical gardens it was pretty badical 
my friend, she's like, does anybody want any weed? And like, and she just takes up this bag. And it's the size of like my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pencil bag from yep. fifth grade. <laughs> and it just says on it, in giant letters, medical marijuana. And I just said, hey, what's in there? <laughs> like, what does it say? Medical like, marijuana in yeah. like, like all capital letters. Like, that would get you free. If, like, Here's my medical it? cocaine yeah. bag. Like, well, like, don't arrest me. But like, why wouldn't you want to like just put nothing on it? Yeah. Or like flower. Like, a scene from a beach. Like, yeah. anything that would disguise <laughs> like anything it. Else. Anything else? Something with Lisa Frank fucking a unicorn. Was it, yeah. was it clear so you could see the marijuana? It was, no, it was oh. it was gray with a giant so, pot leaf and med- medical wow. marijuana. It's the drug letters. equivalent of those money bags. Yeah, like I don't. Sign on. I've gone to two different dispensaries. Nobody gave me a giant bag. That's like going to the bank and like I'd like to make a withdrawal. Here's your uh, yeah. burlap sack with a dollar sign yeah, on it. Yeah, and like, I'm gonna walk here. around town. Yes. Yeah. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash lasertime, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. And welcome back to our wonderful second segment where we will begin by oh, only talking about this segment that we are about to start when I play this sound. Just hit the sound, man. The ghost of Ann Lewis. I'm starting uh, to miss her now. Like this, year. <laughs> ghost of Ann Lewis is great DLC for this podcast. <laughs> uh, we always miss her. Uh, like I said up front, there's a bunch of a couple of big DLC packs out this week. Uh, Dark Souls Three, The Ringed City, mm. um, which I haven't played because I haven't finished Dark Souls Three. And uh, if I remember right, the uh, if, if Bloodborne's any indication, the uh, Dark Souls <laughs> DLC is probably difficult you'll, to find. You'll yes, never so know where to get. Ring three it. bells on opposite ends of the continent and. Uh-huh. Uh, do it's, a like fat, buying, yes. it's like buying drugs, basically. Like <laughs> yeah. a Noah guy. Do a fat roll over the cliff. Do a third base wing him in. <laughs> there, uh, yes. So, I, yeah, I apologize for not having played that. Uh, did did play other things, but Final Fantasy fifteen episode Gladio? Gladio! Gladio! Um, Gladio. It fixes 13. That's all I know. So how does it fix it? Uh, you, but that... But did you play 13 all the way uh, not, not that to that point. Like... It, it's my. Gladio it's, is I'm the robot. Ten that, hours in. Gladio <laughs> is a robot that sings still alive, right? Uh, no, <laughs> no. It's a okay. it's a minor spoiler, I guess. No, the, he's the robot who baked the cake for Mario. Uh, okay, but you end up in, in the last level alone for reasons, uh, and now you have the option due to the story based elements of the new DLC that you can contact Gladios, where you didn't have that option before. Um, I cannot emphasize how how bad <laughs> chapter hmm. 13 is and anything else they add to it especially another person would makes me fine I, I, w- I wish I could have had that I'm not going to go replay it by any stretch of the hmm. imagination but that that is so bad if you have not done it Every, everybody else listening is like yeah 13 is bad uh-huh. uh, chapter 13 is bad I'm done I don't have anything else to say about it there is a new uh, Telltale game yes <laughs> or Telltale uh, chapter Probably should I know I'm saying that backwards back. you should have nah, reminded fine. me that's fine but uh, what uh, the episode it's, three yep, of, of uh, season a new three. frontier? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Walking Dead. I've, three. I've been waiting yes. for this for so long. 
Have you? Like, well, since the last time you it, were on here. Well, <laughs> we came, uh, yeah, it, we launched right before the holiday break, like yeah. literally the week of Christmas. But it was two episodes, so right, you yeah. can right. understand why there was a longer than usual wait. Right, because, mm-hmm. yeah, there was definitely a case of like, well, we don't want to just release part one and then make people wait another month and some change because it's mm-hmm. such a cliffhanger yeah. over the hall. Mm-hmm. And believe me, even when we did two episodes, people were still like, what the F, man? You're going to make me wait this long for i got to find out what oh, happens. That's right, it's you like, put the two episodes out at the same time. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're finally getting back on the horse with that, so, uh, yeah. That's cool. We finally get pot to tree. find out what happened at the end of the last cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and get ready for another clip. Yeah, Slice uh, Alone killed John Lovitz. Uh, <laughs> right. John Litgow. My yeah. oh that my is God. a Telltale series I'd like to see. <laughs> yeah. But John Lovitz has to be in it. Oh yeah, Help <laughs> me. I'm being dangled on oh the side God, of this cliff. I'm Sylvester Stallone, muscular and young. <laughs> There's a dead body on this cliff and it stinks. <laughs> oh man, uh, now I also want the critic a Telltale series. <laughs> yes, please make Shit. that. You can either choose it stinks or it stinks. I would I would definitely side with Cookie Puss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would go you a soul I forgot to jump into the Telltale game. I, I, you gave me a code, and I gave it away to a guy I met at oh, 2 a.m. at a lake. There is a giant Pokemon Go league at Lake Ella in Tallahassee, Florida. And he was like, I can't wait to play the Telltale game. Like, my buddy gave me a code. How would you like it? I it blew like his mind. If there's any any game, any series that can have room for a fucking ARG Pokemon game <laughs> in the middle of it, like, oh, these creeps. These young men, no interest in women, out here at a lake at 2 a.m. on a Friday night. It's just like when Bart was flying his kite at night, and they're like, it's Hello, awesome. mother. <laughs> uh, well, it's a very big week for baseball. Hey, baseball. Uh, we had, last week we had the release of Out of the Park, mm. uh, which is like this... Simulator for um, for PC that our buddy Rich Grisham works hey. on in some capacity. Uh, now I can't slam it. Rich Grisham is yeah, absolutely ball. you can't slam mm-hmm. it. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh, also MLB The Show seventeen yep. and uh, Dave Rudden's personal favorite RBI Blue. Baseball seventeen. No. Uh, so uh, yeah, MLB The Show this year. The cover star is Ken Griffey Jr. So we talked about that on a stream yeah. we did today for Blastcore turning uh yeah. 20 years old. Cuz King Griffey Jr used to have his own Nintendo game back he did. in the day. It's 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 technically a huge coup in the games world that it'd be like Joe Montana being on the cover of a Nintendo football game. Yeah, I mean but it's still like people know who King Griffey Jr is. He's one of the few like but that's what I wanted- Hall of Famer like level talents from that era, who isn't sullied by like steroid <laughs> allegations and shit like that? Yes, not embroiled with sex scandals and steroids. Simpler time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, for like, I love baseball, but there are some years where I don't know who this player is on the cover of the game because mm-hmm. it's like, well, I'm, he's not on the Mets. I haven't been following yeah. baseball at large enough to know. This year they got King Griffey Jr. They also have a retro mode, which kind of defeats the purpose of RBI Baseball because RBI Baseball. For the last four years. It's been four years? Four years. Yeah, I think I it started in 2014. One. Ugh, even that was not... It's like, it was it, almost like... It's too, I love the original RBI Yeah, baseball. and it, it kind of is like that, mm-hmm. but it's also like, it's too simple. And back then it was like, they don't keep track of your stats mm-hmm. and shit like that, where it's like, why would I play an entire season of a baseball game and not have keep track of my stats? <laughs> not have injuries, not have trades, things that are like so commonplace. Even back in the 16-bit days, you could do that stuff in baseball video mm. games. And we've all fallen on a paradox of boredom. Well, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> no, there's something relaxing about playing through an entire baseball. Season. No, I know like, what you're saying, but like if you're gonna invest this much time yeah. into a season, but I mean, yeah. So the thing about RBI baseball is it's your only option if you have an, an Xbox, Xbox One. Yeah. It's the only console baseball game for Xbox. 
Yeah, he's not going to resurrect triple play? No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, because, yeah, what, are they going to make a new engine just for baseball? It's, I wouldn't. It's, it, it's, yeah, that, that's what happens when you make a... Uh, besides Madden, everything else is like, yeah, if mm. you made this a single license, like you, you're you only selling this to one company, mm. well, guess what? When that company doesn't want to do it anymore, you're fucked. Mm. And that's why, yeah, you have to have this half-assed, literally being made by MLB, baseball oh, RBI, for, RBI is made by Major it, League Baseball. Yes. Yeah. To and, compensate for the lack of multi-platform yeah. baseball games, but yeah, just get, just get the show. It like, looks fun. It's, it, it's like you can have a comprehensive, like awesome-looking baseball game, mm-hmm. great career mode, and now it has a, a retro mode that is pretty much just what RBI Baseball was trying to do anyway, but has been kind of failing for the last four years to do. Oh, so not just old players, but like just an old-looking baseball game. Well, yeah, that's that's what they've a sim- added. A simpler. They've added that to MLB The Show okay. because Ken Griffey Jr. is a star, so it's like Ken Griffey Jr. actually does commentary for it. Damn. Like, it's just an old-school baseball game, kind of the old-school perspectives where it's like... It's like there's a, a party and... in my PS4 and everyone's invited. Yes. I mean, that's the one thing. This game, if it if they're going to have a retro mode, it better have big head mode. <laughs> and it better be canonically because he he had too much tonic. <laughs> <laughs> I should say also, if I send it at all dismissive of Out of the Park Baseball 17 before, uh, I want to reinforce, like, it is consistently highly rated. Huh. This one has a 92 yeah. on Metacritic. Oh. Uh, so, Based yes. on two Reviews. It's it's really awesome. Uh, if you're, hey, if 3D Wagos loved it. Yeah. <laughs> They're always. I got that joke yeah. way too much. <laughs> IGN Micronesia, eight point seven. Uh, I, I never understand any of the sites that are listed on Metacritic anymore, and half of them are Dutch. Gameblogio.italia. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, that probably was racist. That's probably a real website. Hey, I, I'm here to sign off and say it's okay. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, but in terms of games that I actually did play this week, Rain World, Boop. put out by Adult Swim Games, which uh, you mm. might have seen on countless Twitter gifs over the mm. last year or so. Uh, noodle is, Cat. Is Slug Cat. Oh, Slug Cat, yeah, I'm sorry. But it, he does him. look sort of like a noodle. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's It's like procedurally generated 2D graphics where like you're, all the characters are like these kind of undulating collections of pixels that uh, kind of, you know, just attach to things and sort of... Uh, throw stuff around. <laughs> I'm, I'm describing it badly, but it's, it's very it's, weird and inventive. It's, it's and, very weird. It's yeah. like a Metroidvania with very little explanation, and you're just kind of like, uh, here, explore an area, find out what you can do, pick up some things, and throw them at predators, and grab bats and eat them, and uh, then find a place to hibernate, and which are very few and far between before a rainstorm comes and kills you, and uh, then. When you're done hibernating, go out and explore some more and find the next spot to hibernate. And, uh, yeah, it's a little bit challenging. Like, I, after the first, you know, 20 minutes or so, I wasn't really sure what I was supposed to do. But it's very charming. It's That's pretty awesome. I also played a lot of Narcosis, hmm. which is not about your sister who's in a cartel, uh, <laughs> but is, in fact, a, a VR horror game about a deep-sea diver who's... Uh, the, the station that he works at is destroyed in an earthquake, and so you have to march around uh, on the ocean floor uh, going insane from loneliness and guilt and uh, try to find a way to safety. Hmm. Hmm. And I, I played it, like, I didn't, I, I expected, like, oh, God, this is going to be horrifying and awful. And then I played it, and it's like, this is really well-crafted and really interesting um, and 
I, I had a lot of fun with it for a couple of hours because mm. it released at midnight and I had to go to bed at some point. But uh, four a.m. Uh, roughly that, yeah, mm, yeah. Boy. But uh, yeah, just trudging around in these very claustrophobic corridors, like. Oh, turn the corner. There's a spider crab coming out of the darkness, uh, and there's only room for one of us. The first time I did that, I was like, well, spider crabs are harmless, right? I'll just walk into them. He, like, stab me with a claw, and it smashed through my faceplate. And, like, oh, I'm dead. Ah, smash my fucking face Do in. Do they really play on the whole, like, fear of the deep? And yes. all the creepy, like, yes. ungodly creatures that live Well, like, there? it's dark. It's lonely. Uh, there's... Do you feel the visual? Everywhere. I hate when games do that, where it's just where like what? you can't see very far ahead of you because the water is just so like. Well, it's really more that like you your field of vision is limited by like the headlamp on your oh, God, diving yeah. suit, and uh, like as, as you're looking around, like it tracks with your head because it's a VR headset. Uh, but it is a little weird. It kind of breaks the immersion that like the diving uh, suit is like you're supposed to control it with a controller so it's very slow and trudgy mm -hmm. and deliberate but uh, it doesn't track with your head. So you can whip around a lot faster than you can walk. Basically. Well like you can look around and it'll track but then if you lean forward if you lean forward like I just did uh, going <laughs> off mic uh, it will like you can lean out of your diving suit and oh, just sort uh. of look around at the ocean floor so it's, it's kind of weird that <laughs> it allows hmm. you to do that. But uh, it breaks breaks the immersion a little bit. But um, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, there there are bits that like you know, as a seasoned horror fan, like I I remember at one point like exploring this ruined habitat that's like full of dead scientists that you have to like find their bodies and identify them. But when you are looking at dead bodies, like your characters. Uh, breathing speeds up, and so you start consuming a lot more oxygen, and that's something that is a constant worry. Like, you constantly have to find oxygen stations to refill. Mm. And, uh, yeah, like, I at one point, like, I go into the storage room, and, like, the doors open, and it's just, like, opaque red on the other side. Like, mm. oh, God, what am I walking into? Like, walk in there, and it's like, there's, like, a dozen dead, huge cuttlefish floating <laughs> around. There's, like, two <laughs> corpses, one of which is cut in half with intestines flowing out and like okay grab their ID <laughs> tags what killed them <laughs> oh, other, than, other than like well obviously the water the, the, the flooding killed them but like something's been eating these and also something's been killing a lot of cuttlefish and giant spider crabs <laughs> but yeah it's like you know getting you, you get used to certain rhythms like okay there's a cuttlefish I'll throw down a flare and while it's distracted by the flare I'll walk up and cut it with my knife Cough. uh there are, like, the giant spider crabs, which like, okay, again, use the flare, distract it, uh, find a side corridor, and wait for it to pass by, and uh, then go out. But, like, yeah, and, and there's, like, all these really hallucinatory segments, like, mm -hmm. he keeps seeing uh, other diving suits that are reminding him of this friend that dies in the first five minutes. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really creepy. Uh, it's also going to be available without VR, on I think Xbox One, PC, Mac, uh, and uh, so it's a little. I can't. I can't imagine it being quite as good without VR. But if you've got a VR headset, it's a really fantastic experience. Mm. Um, let's see what else. Kingdom. Salt and Sanctuary's coming mm. to Vita. How about that, yeah. dude? It's a good look. The game deals this week are tailored yeah. towards Vita. Mm. Get a Vita. It's cheap and great. <laughs> it's two hundred dollars still. Is it really? Yes. Good God. Yeah, you can get like a used one for like one fifty, one sixty. And and the sixty four gigabyte thing is oh, still yeah. like a hundred dollars. 
And only available in Japan? No, it's available on Amazon, but oh. it's $100. The, uh, <laughs> um, uh, yes, but uh, brr, Kingdom Hearts is out this week. 1.5 yes. and 2.5 uh, HD uh, remix. I wanna I, s- I'm saying that because it's R, lowercase e, <laughs> capital mix. Yes. Remix. It's a naming convention they stuck with after <sighs> the second remix. It's not a... I want to say happy birthday to Kingdom Hearts. Guess what? You're old, too. It's 15 years old. Ah. Tee hee. Kingdom Hearts. Good uh, But all the game does is, I think, should make anyone who bought the PS3 version feel like suckers. Hmm. Because this is like 180 hours of content that you might not want to replay when you open it up but if you're like me you want to buy to make sure this doesn't go away because kingdom hearts feels like that kind of thing that can go away at any time they want to give people plenty of time to play all of them if they've never played it before because it's probably going to be another two years before we get the third one oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) but there's enough time to play this does not include the four uh, the 40 dollar demo Right, but it's yeah. but it is like two PS3 games combined into one for forty nine ninety. But these are the mainline Kingdom Hearts games, like the no. other. Well, yes, really? yes, 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 plus, yes, plus. Okay, it's one and two, and then a bunch of side games, yeah. and then that that glorified demo you were talking about mm-hmm. has the 3DS game, which is the most recent one. Which apparently Wait, was, I was told yeah. by a mega fan that these are all already obviously going to be super important to, to understanding three, mm-hmm. because they, yeah. I was talking to my friend and they were like, "Oh yeah, the trailer like makes a ton of references to like the Jeez. 3DS game and the cell phone game and all this other crazy nonsense." Wow. It's like mm-hmm. you better dig in if you want to understand. Like, it all. I, I'm the audience for this series, and I'm 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 checked out until what three. Was, wasn't there a one that came out like a month or two yes. ago that, that was three. That was 2. the point eight demo with the three. God, are you dumb, Dave? Kingdom Hearts two point eight. Two point eight. Two point eight. Okay, hold I, on. I, I got to go. What's so hard to understand, Dave? Put what are down you the knives. I, I want to go to bed. <laughs> I just want to go to bed. You're so tired already. <laughs> it's, it's, you want to cry? It's technically evil, but like as 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 a. To get a sixty frame a second ten eighty p version of a game you love fifteen years ago, and then mm. four other games too. Not a bad deal, yeah. but we stream the whole thing on our YouTube channel to show you. We and again, we always say it. We stream it so you don't have to. Um. So it's got okay. So just for everyone, so everybody knows, it's got the first game, the second game, a uh, remaster of a GBA game that got ported to PS2. Yeah, but they turned and, it 3D. It was a big deal, it, right? And, and then, then a PS2 game, and then the PSP game, Birth by Sleep, right? And then there's a uh, basically all the cutscenes from the DS game 358 over two days. Yes. With a bunch of text on there because they couldn't make that shitty game work or be playable <laughs> in any way. And then a game that they made that's basically a retelling of the first game that was made Recoded. on... D- yes, which was on DS originally. It's not bad. It was a cell phone game first. Yes, it was. Then a DS game. Wow. Now a game that I think was on PS2, and then they ported it over to this. Yes. Wow. So you need a roadmap. Yeah. Like the Hyrule oh. Historia of Kingdom Hearts continuity. Like if you want to understand the whole Kingdom Hearts story, that's not enough. Yeah. But I, I, I'd recommend it to people it's, who want to... Pres- who want a playable version of Kingdom Hearts forever. All of these games sound like like you asked your roommate to clean the bathroom, and then they cleaned everywhere else but the bathroom. <laughs> and it's like that these are this is really cool. Why didn't you do the thing we asked? Yeah, <laughs> yeah clean the bathroom. And they just swear. Don't get why you're why Dave, you're upset at all. All I gotta say is don't buy Kingdom Hearts HD RE one point five uh, ampersand one two point two point five. Mm-hmm. Buy uh, Kingdom Hearts Prologue two point eight. Pre-order cancel. Why is this confusing? Uh, but it, I, I would say for collectors and people who want to be able to play the game five years from now, yeah. I, this game seems like all, all things with Disney Disney characters this prominently in it seems like a miracle, mm. and they're always temporary miracles. So I would I would buy it if you give a fuck. 
they're tough to replay. Uh, because I think one is a better game than two, but it's mechanically more unsound. <laughs> but they, they they look amazing. Yeah. Uh, and you can see that on our YouTube channel anyway. Good night, um, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Uh, some other stuff that we haven't had a chance to play yet because what? it's not out when we're recording this on we Tuesday. We played Blast Corps today. What uh, else is you up? You didn't play Snake Pass. Snake what? Pass. Which is, you made that up. No, that's a real thing. <laughs> Nintendo uh, Snake Pass? It, it looks, yeah, well, it does mm. on Switch. Mm. Uh, it looks a little bit wow. like a, a modern snake rattle and roll. Mm. But, uh, and that has I a cartoon snake. Uh, it's been getting a lot of attention. You can eat to make your ass longer? <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah. no Maybe boring. you'll have to play and find out. No. <laughs> uh, and also Thimbleweed Park. The uh, Ah, Ron Gilbert? Yes, Ron yes. Gilbert. Mm. I wanted to call him Ron Howard for a second. I was like, no, that's not right. <laughs> he did. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, That's kind of like a throwback to like old school LucasArts games. Yeah, right? well, yeah. The, the art style is very old school. Like LucasArts. a scum engine. Yeah, like, like, very yeah, maniac like Commodore 64 Maniac Mansion looking, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that does it for new releases. So, oh. Chris, are you ready to do your thing? No! Take my advice, do as I say, save a little money for a rainy day. What are you buying? What are you buying? <laughs> Hopefully, cheap games. Uh, PSN might be your best deal this week. Um, you got a PS Plus account? Yes. yes. Uh, well, you should. Go buy one of those. Hmm. How about that? Do, okay. a, do a laser time link. Uh, Assassin's Creed Ezio Collection is 50% off on wow. PSN. Mamma mia, what a good deal. Well, it's still twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> a little too much. Uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divided is $17.99. Still, um, what, you get three games that were uh, voted in our top five trilogies mm-hmm. last week. There's a bunch of stuff that we voted for last week in our trilogies mm-hmm. that are now on sale this week. Ah. Um, Including the Resident Evil trilogy of 4, 5, and 6. But if that don't float your boat, and I know a lot of RE fans uh, bicker over mm-hmm. what's good and what's not, uh, they're all 50% off. Mm. But the Super Bundle on PSN, which includes the re- the very, very good remake, 0, 4, 5, and 6, and uh, Revelations 2 is fifty one ninety nine for six Resident Evil games. Dang. Not bad. Uh, Vita. Vita. I told you there'd be some good Vita mm-hmm. stuff this, this week. Um... EDF 2, Earth Defense Force 2, nice. Invaders from Planet Space, one of my favorite titles of all time. <laughs> uh, 50% off at $9.99 and 50% off uh, Zero Escape, Zero Time Dilemma, which we mm. just did recently on uh, VG Empire. That game's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's $19.99 over there. And um, I'll tell you a little bit more about some Vita codes in a second. Best Buy uh, is giving you $20 off Resident Evil 7, GTA 5, NBA 2K17, and WWE 2K17. Ah, some time for WrestleMania. Yes, it's $29.99 uh, there now if you wanted to pick up that game. And Target, as of Sunday, I don't know if this is a good deal because I haven't looked at console prices <laughs> in a bit, but a 500 gigabyte PS4 with Uncharted 4 for $269. Is oh, that good? good. It feels yeah, good compared good. to the four hundred dollars I bought sure it's like years ago. Fifty normally okay. for a bundle like I don't that know. in that area. I mean, I sold my used PS4 with a one terabyte hard drive mm-hmm. for about two fifty. So I, I still wouldn't get anything with a five hundred gigabyte hard drive ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon you can always replace it. Amazon. And now you can put an external drive on it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazon Battlefield One Early and Lister Deluxe Edition. Couple months too late. Uh, for Xbox One is twenty six ninety nine. Uh, cheaper than used, cheaper than digital. Yeah. Uh, on and also on Amazon. Speaking of Vita, Freedom Wars, good game. Yeah, 
three dollars with wow. a digital code, wow. and uh, they, Amazon has a couple of other digital codes that reflect the PSN sale from last week. You can get God of War three remastered for five ninety nine, and uh, Until Dawn for nine ninety nine. And deal. last but not least, STEM. That oh, that Steam, mm-hmm. uh, Witcher three complete game of the year edition. <clears throat> How much did you pay for that, everybody? How much did you pay for 20 that? bucks. Twenty dollars, I hear. Uh, but zero says uh, Wataga. Uh, Twenty one dollars, Bob. Uh, it's higher. One dollar. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> you all failed. It's Twenty five dollars. It's a good oh, deal. I win then. For I what? Get to go on this showcase showdown. You didn't go over. <laughs> yes, you get to spin the wheel. I get to play Plinko. Yes, that's <laughs> you get to rub that. up against Drew Carey. <laughs> Uh, but that's it. That's ga- that's gam deals. Miss you, Peter. Take my advice. Mm. Do as I say. Mm. Save a little money for a rainy day. Thank you. <laughs> Still shatters my ear. Never every says time that in Breath of the Wild. That bums <laughs> me out. One of the yeah. only characters you could get to see again. He just goes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh! oh! I want it There's one thing, oh. just one story. My bad. Enter the Gungeon is coming to Xbox One next How? week. How? How? Burp, burp, burp. There's nothing else that matters. <laughs> to me, at least. What? <laughs> I sent you yes. a little trailer. No, I, I'm, I'm kidding. But that is uh, Enter the Gungeon. It's my my game of the year last year. I'm still putting a couple hours every week into that game. There's mm, one goddamn trophy I'm still hunting. <laughs> uh, it's it. I, to, I think it's like the... The most approachable uh, roguelike bullet hell kind of game, like just un uncount. Like there's so many guns, and they're all like fun references, and every run you make is completely different. And uh, yes, like I said before, one of my favorite PS4 games. Now it's on Xbox One. It is coming to Switch later on, but I'm like hesitant to buy it on Switch because at least with Xbox One. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of tempted to buy it again because I, now I can get achievements for the things I got trophies for before. Uh, no Chivos on Switch. So. Yeah, I don't know. What, I mean, the I guess the allure is that I can play it on the go. But, man, mm-hmm. Gungeon is not a game that you want to play while you can potentially be distracted. Uh, before I continue, or before you mm. continue, I just got an email straight from Disney saying, Ralph what? Breaks the Internet, Racket Ralph 2 will open March 9th, 2018. Ah, so, oh, the in a year. the sequel that has nothing to do with video games, though. Mm, right, Toy Story yes. for the internet. I'm sure it has something to do with. Video he, he'll games. he'll punch Pepe the Frog. I think yeah, that's that's about the extent. He'll of play it. games online. Yeah, there will be one gag about how abusive people are on online. Games, <laughs> and that'll be about it. Everybody has uh, friggin' Jonathan C. Riley yeah. impression <laughs> armed and ready to go yeah, for your health. <laughs> and it always sounds like a one-off Looney Tunes like dumbass lion that yeah. bugs Bunny Fire. <laughs> Dad, I don't know. <laughs> I'm Jossie Ryder, nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> but the hours, no side hours. For your help. I love John Riley. And my bot, I, I am announcing my transition right now. 
into full John C. Riley. That's <laughs> right. Like, wow. I keep, I keep getting fatter. My face gets bigger. My so hairline goes back. Very curly. My body wants to be John C. Riley at all times. Well, let's hope they make a cartoon of the new King Kong so you can be the sound-alike guy they hire. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm trying to come here. I used to hang out with a guy with a big deck and boogie nights. <laughs> what the fuck is this? He says that in all his movies. You know that. Right? Ah, it big dick. <laughs> Giant hog, big dick. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a bad show. <laughs> Put a pin on the circus. Uh, so, uh, well, again, Telltale is in the news. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, they announced Boom! the uh, first episode of that series is April 18th, which is, what, like two or three weeks ahead of um, the, the, new, the next movie, yep. which, Volume like, 2. Again, everything's creeping up on me in this old age of mm-hmm. mine. That sh- Guardians I, of the Galaxy is in full billboard and serial mode. It is fucking all over the place. I thought I just, like we jet, we had Logan like a month or two ago, and mm-hmm. we didn't have another superhero movie for like six months. It's weird how the cycle goes yeah. nowadays, where it's like they all just bunch up together. Can't we space them out? They, they no. have by about a month. Um, <laughs> if movie uh, viewer behavior was yeah. able to accommodate that, I'm sure they. Yeah, could. but I've avoided a bunch of Guardians of the Galaxy's Telltale spoilers. But the images mm-hmm. look amazing, yeah. <laughs> amazing because they're very, 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 very comic booky. Yeah. Um, in a way that, like, I don't think the series, I don't think the movie is ready to approach. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to speak. Well, for... that, and that's that's sort of. I mean, most of our games that are especially adapted from comic books mm-hmm. yeah. pull more from the comic book yeah. continuity and art style versus the because yeah. it doesn't. It makes more sense for us with where our games are yeah. mm-hmm. to go for a more interesting stylized look rather than like. We're not doing exactly like we're making Chris Pratt, but in a video game, yes. that's just so hard to pull off. Drax it's not even worth. is an uncompromising green, where he can't be in the films. He's yeah. got to be lumpy and like, yeah. and like have a lot of weird like little patterns. Shirts. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has like Hannah tattoos all over him or something. He's a green Kratos. That's all I want to see. <laughs> uh, yes, but I mean, I only know the movies, but just. The dynamic of the movie seems like, oh yeah, that seems very telltale. Where you have to juggle the relationships of, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so, uh, a. Giant alien who never seems to lie, Drax, and then like a tiny tree and a asshole raccoon. Yeah, yeah. like you can't you can't please all of them. Mm-hmm. We don't know uh, anything except about on except on DeviantArt. You can't please all of them there, but uh, that seems like a good like for the relationship dynamics that Telltale yeah. does pretty well. Like that that seems perfect for Guardians. Well, they kind of made such a good core team. Yeah, with especially the the team that they made for, they used for the movie because again they like, had options yeah. they had plenty of options with the Guardians of the Galaxy that's yeah, just one they brought in Iron Man at one point yeah. didn't yeah. he technically the thing Ven- the new Venom the, the uh, um, Flash yeah Flash, Flash, Thompson. Flash Thompson's Venom oh, like, the what? thing uh, was a brief member of the Guardians of the Galaxy Yondu yeah. the former really, head of the Guardians of the Galaxy they really mm-hmm. let just anybody show up and hang out with them <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool space fucks the, they're some yeah. of my favorite Marvel characters uh, very excited about that uh 150, or, or sorry, over 150 GameStops will be closing. Okay, uh, that was astounding. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess they, they had bad, bad holiday sales, and yeah, the Verizon you digital You know what might help that GameStop? Also. Sales. Yes. Every other game's they should be selling. Well, Retail the, space in the universe has sales, and you do not. Well, that that's the thing, is that, like... I've been reading a little bit about this, mm-hmm. but like Best Buy can afford to to have twenty percent off for the mm-hmm. um, Gamers Club Unlocked. Yeah, even Amazon can afford to do the same thing because they count on you to buy something else, else while you're yeah. there. It's a loss leader, and call it. Mm-hmm. GameStop cannot afford to do that. 
I mean, they well, can why? afford they're, to. They're scamming yeah. children out of their their they're, digital catcher's mitts yeah. at the same but time. But it's it like that's the thing. Like sales prices fluctuate so much nowadays. Like Steam mm-hmm. was like the tip of the iceberg, but now, like as game deals proves, like mm-hmm. PS4 and Xbox One, those have such like drastic deals too mm-hmm. that like. Can GameStop even keep keep up with that? Can they can they react I think if they to? They tried, yes. I don't know if they can. Like they can't they can't say like, oh, you're you can buy Resident Evil for four dollars. Yeah. Come to our store, you can buy Resident Evil for three dollars. They understand can't what, afford to do that. I understand what you're saying. Like if I'm a store and I only sell vegetables, can I afford to discount discount my entire stock to keep up with Whole Foods or? Yeah, there is or, one thing you need to keep in mind because I worked at GameStop mm-hmm. and other retail uh, retailers for a long time. The margin on new games is not great. No, no it's five dollars. And, ca- and consoles yeah, are even worse. Like, that's why yeah. they that's why they push used sales because mm-hmm. that's all in their pocket versus most of it going back to like the guys who made mm-hmm. it and shipped it and published it and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So like they really their models really it makes it hard for them to compete with flash sales on digital yeah. I know, don't storefronts. Love a lot of the stuff that GameStop does, but a purely game store, I don't want that. Well, to that's go why away. like a lot of them now have like oh. Now you go to a GameStop and twenty five percent of it is like T shirts, mm-hmm. Funko Pops, and like yeah, they're Think like, Geek stores. Yeah. And <laughs> it's a well, they they bought Think Geek, right? Yeah, and, and that's, so like that's that's a strength now. Like they can offer collectibles. It's, a, it's with kind of a smart move, though. I don't know. Like I feel like I'm the audience that they, they would be selling to, and I'm not interested. Like a guy who's just coming in to buy Madden is not going to be like. Oh, hey, Shadow of the Colossus shirt. I'll get that, too. Like, no. I go in when I'm desperate, but I do browse. Yeah. I browse on occasion. I go there, and I bring my 3DS, even though no one's street passes anymore. It's just weird that, like, that it, it, it looks like more now like a pawn shop. Like, <laughs> shit you sell stuff to. Yeah. Best Buy can't do that. You can't sell your your phone, which is still under contract, yeah. to get that new fucking Dishonored well, You can do it to Amazon. Yeah, you can do it to Amazon. So. They can't, even, they can't even. It's hard to have a lot there. of sympathy for GameStop, but it was a very weird to hear them announce that because that meant something. All of a sudden, digital the digital game space took hold yeah. last year, I guess. I uh, think when a lot of the other platform holders actually finally started getting wind to like yeah. why Steam was mm-hmm. so successful, mm-hmm. and finally starting getting onto the whole like flash sales, de- actual deep discounts mm-hmm. that actually make it more. Of a deal for people than buying retail, yeah. regardless. Like, and again, I deal, I bargain hunt every week. They never have one fucking thing on sale. Yeah. If anything, they're always the maximum price of any game all over. They, the place. But they are still like the default. Like I'm gonna go buy a video game, and I'm not like on the internet obsessively checking mm-hmm. prices. A person's still gonna go to it's not that GameStop. Difficult. I think I, that's why I feel like I go there when I'm desperate. Yeah, uh, I need a game in two hours because yes. we have a thing we have to do. <laughs> uh, so like, I, but how many people out there yeah. have a YouTube? And I show? think like 150, right. like that's not a mm-hmm. small amount. But mm-hmm. for GameStop, it's like it is they, a drop they, in the yeah. Bucket. They've got like a, a couple thousand stores. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and you could for GameStop 150 stores. That could be what like there's a few instances in like my hometown where it's like. Well, there's a GameStop in the mall, and then there was a Funko Land right outside yeah. the mall. Like they changed into a GameStop. Why are these two stores when, that are the same store so goddamn close to each other? I have never seen the Starbucks across the street from another Starbucks, but if you can somehow find my vines yeah. twice in, in northern Florida, I'm like, this is a GameStop across from another GameStop. Yeah, because that you, GameStop was a Babbage's, and that GameStop was an EB Games. Well, there, there's like, that, but it's just, also like, like from not here in San Francisco, yeah. there are two, three? There's there three. There's two that two like that we can like. One of the biggest cities to. in the world. Three. 
and, and, and like with and, a lot of video games in companies Florida. In anytime they built a new Walmart or a Publix, they built a GameStop into that. Yeah. So there's like 16 yeah. in like Tallahassee. I mean, yeah, wandering around in like Columbia, South Carolina, it's like there's a GameStop on like every corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a little it's a little. Too <laughs> anytime you see a strip mall, there's a GameStop. Yeah. And this is the niche thing. Let's by the way, like let's look at our numbers. Be honest with ourselves. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really interesting to think about GameStops growing at the same time that the recession hit. And a lot of people were mm. like, I can't afford to go on vacation, but we can sure as hell buy a video game. My yeah. old shit is currency. <laughs> buy a used video yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. It's like a recession-friendly business model on a ways. And, you know, it's kind of a nasty, unfortunate sort of reaction to that. But, you know, it's definitely, like you said, the, the flyover states, mm. quote-unquote. Mm. They rely on GameStops and places mm. like that. For, I mean, th- I used to live in Texas until mm. a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. GameStops were crucial in mm. a lot of those small towns. Yeah. It's kind of sad, imagine, but, and yeah. all the people who lost their jobs too as a result. But I'll never stop thinking what, how bizarre it is we don't have more game stores in San Francisco yeah. in the tech center. I, w- I really wish there were more mom just and pop. Amazon. Everybody game just stores, downloads like... digitally or orders it through Amazon <coughs> in yeah. a day. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. That's, I tend to do that. Yeah. yeah, I get a task rabbit to pick it up from a fucking uh, target store. I would never fucking do that. <laughs> I have a bike, and but it, you could. And they're ten seconds yeah, away. Right. Yeah, I'm a tech bro. I don't want to leave my apartment. <laughs> no, I. I relish the chance to leave this apartment. <laughs> my, my jeans are attached to my legs like Michelangelo. I'm going to pay an old lady to come pick up <laughs> no. my laundry and cuddle me. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's too busy being disruptive, okay? Mm. <sighs> I got to drink my Soylent. <laughs> None of this is true. Uh, None of it. No. Not one thing. It's based uh, on a caricature in my head. <laughs> I sent you a trailer, though. Uh, is that, that in there? Look, that's that's the main event of the, uh, the news. Is it? Because uh, there's also... Uh, the creator of NBA Jam has oh. has promised that he, well, sorry, he hasn't promised, but he may release a version of NBA Jam that includes Michael Jordan. So, the story with NBA Jam is exist, that yeah. it, it it couldn't include Michael Jordan originally. Like it was built with Michael Jordan in the test mm-hmm. versions that were put in like like test markets. No, but, it was Horace Grant uh, the whole time. It was made in Chicago. How yeah, it was made in Chicago. Basketball game in Chicago yeah. and not have but Michael it was, it was centered around Horace Grant the whole time. Well, the thing His is, like, and when the game came out, Michael Jordan had signed exclusivity with, I forget who, but for that fucking platform of Michael Jordan in the Windy City. Yes. Oh, is that EA? I can't yeah. remember who made that shitty game. No, that was Shaq Fu mate was from EA. That yeah. was in one of our very first top five, but anyway, I think. But uh, anyway, so... The the version that everyone's played in arcades, the, the version that pl- people have played on SNES and Genesis mm-hmm. and other platforms, that has Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's th- this original test version, but also I believe Michael Jordan himself or some other athletes, like I think Gary Payton of the the Seattle SuperSonics, they they asked for like, can I get my own version where I'm in the game, but also can I have Michael Jordan in the game? Because how can you have a game called Jam without yeah. the guy who is like the best at slam dunks ever? Michael Jordan. And I don't. I don't remember how that that worked. But like, did you ask Will Smith and the president's permission to be in the game? That um, yeah. I mean, back 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 then, Will Smith was like yes. And I th- I feel like I don't know. I feel they like asked. Bill and Hillary really fil- Bill and Hillary Clinton fil- fitting in like the oh it's parody. Look at them. Mm-hmm. They're doing a, a 360 dunk. It, it's parody. They're public figures more so. It, and it's weird that they're still as relevant now as they Dan were. Dan Emmerich. Yeah. Did you ask his permission was, first? Was he in he's jam or hang time? He's hang time. Hang time. Uh, but yeah, Mark Turmel, Mark Turmel did an, uh, an AMA on Reddit and said like he has the ROM, he he might put it online, which is like It'd a be amazing. Like yeah. who's gonna sue you? Yeah, not no Jordan. One. Like I think EA owns the. Li- yeah. they they licensed NBA Jam like fucking Jesus. We, Michael and I were just talking. Two thousand nine 
didn't seem a long time ago until you actually put years in between now and then. Uh-huh. And it's almost 10 years. <laughs> Eight years. Oh, yeah. boy. It's been a while. But uh, 09, I think, was yeah. the uh, NBA G- last NBA Jam game. Wow, really? Yeah. Huh. It might be 11. I, I can't. But either way, it's a long fucking time. Time sucks. The license is dead. Uh, why not? Dump yeah. it. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV is now free to play. Up to level 35. Mm. I honestly thought this was like... That, That's when that, shit gets really good. Well, I honestly thought like World of Warcraft was the only game at this point that was still... You pay like, fifteen dollars a month or ten dollars a month. Since that game had its big like apology edition yeah. where it was overhauled, like I have heard nothing but good things. Oh for no, no, years. people fucking love that. game. Yes, yes. Hmm. Uh, so it's I, like if I was, it, if I was in the market to get into an MMO, I would definitely get into that. Mm-hmm. And also, there's a Destiny trailer. Yeah, you can hear it. Okay, so I'm in this. You know, this is boring meeting about something. I don't know. How's Peter Dinklage? No. Then boom. It was like an ugly contest where everyone was a winner. This one dude's all, so I shot him. Then I shot this other one. Shot a couple extra guys just to be safe. I did I did a lot of shooting, if I'm being totally honest. Then, they destroyed my favorite store. Second favorite. There's that spicy ramen shop. I'm getting sidetracked. Look, long story short, I get busy. And I'm thinking, I've got this. You know, when you're in that, you go, I got this. But man... I so did not have it. Nathan Fillion. Uh, one of the greatest human beings of all time. He was always a Destiny character, as is Lance Reddick for you wire fans. <laughs> uh, but Destiny 2, they confirmed its existence, its release window, mm-hmm. and a trip. By the time you What's hear the this, uh, September, I believe. Uh. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Uh, Destiny. They, they promised it as a 10 year experience. Yeah. Everything will carry well, what over. What are they up to, like two years now? No, it's like three years. Huh. Um, at, oh, yeah, at, at this point, but uh, it's one of those. That's one of those promises that mm-hmm. seems good for consumers, but not for players. Mm-hmm. When you start playing a game like this, is going to be the same for, <laughs> for all this time. I don't know. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of people that still stick with Destiny. I no, no, like, no they, one of our patrons yeah, no, like, talks about it all. The I time. do. I'm one of those people. I, yeah. I, but but I still wouldn't mind a complete overhaul. Yeah. Like I, I, it was kind of hard to get excited to jump into a new game when I was just told like. Yeah, it's just a thing you'll walk to in the shell of this old game. Like, I don't. Maybe I don't want to walk through the shell of this old game or navigate this old planet. I want to start fresh. Hmm. And to me, it's, it's exciting because I love Destiny so much. It's now a known property. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm very excited about Destiny too. And I know other people are too, even if none of them are in this room right now. <laughs> so suck a dick. Uh, I wish I didn't have to everyone. go to their Wikipedia to re- understand the lore. There's there's no That's fucking my... story. It's ridiculous. well, they, they give you those links where they're like, go to the lexicon and read all the. Yeah, there's. I, I guess I technically the there's tons of story, die. but it's totally not important. Yeah. Like, do you have four friends online right now? The gameplay's fun. Who cares? Yeah, like go do this right now. I think the only people that really mm-hmm. care are the Bungie themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're na- enraptured with their own lore. I, I triptych do. of hive rooms. But they, they they've never <laughs> played up Nathan Fillion, and I just to be a real nerd, very fast, giant. Firefly nerd, and one of the biggest reasons I was like, "What fucking Halo Two is three is Nathan Fillion in it?" And then he's the star of ODST. <laughs> like Bungie took Nathan Fillion with them, mm-hmm. um, and he's been there. He's been with Bungie as a as a character ever since. Huh. And like that, he's he's announcing Destiny Two to the world. Like it's it's a really fun trailer, and it, it zooms out at the end, and it shows you that the last city. One of the cities in the game has been completely obliterated. Oh, nice. uh, so it's apparently take, but it's it's symbolic in that. God, the trailer will be out by the time this hits. But that it takes place in the same world, but nothing's the same. 
Again, expansion DLC. What is it? I don't know. I don't know. I think when they said the 10-year thing, I just mean we're going to make three games... Release them every three years, well, I, and the franchise will be a ten-year thing. I, don't I mean, think I think they mean it's just going to be on PS3. They're they're going <laughs> to. Well, I mean, that's the big the big news that it'll be on PC too, where it wasn't ah. before. But uh, I wanted to make that distinction that, that a ten-year plan sounds good to consumers. When you think I'm going to buy this game, so I can play it for yeah. ten years. I don't think they they really mean that. No player right. is going to play a game for ten years unless it's substantially upgraded all we the time. Just talked about World of Warcraft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that it's it's a rare it's a rarity a player yeah. plays a game for ten years. Like, at what games have you played? Or for even 10, 10 years? months? Yeah, ten months. What yeah. games have you played? So yeah. it's that kind of promise good for consumers, not good for players. New destiny, new destiny, good for players, good for consumers. Yeah. That, that's what I'm happy about. Cool. Well, it's time for the community segment, which as always no! is segmenting. No! Don't, don't segment our community. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was. What's your favorite video game trilogy ever? You weren't here last week, Nathan. Do you oh have gosh. an answer? Uh, off the top of my head, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time trilogy. That's a good one. Yeah. Even though the second one's weird, moody, goth nonsense, <laughs> uh, aesthetically. I'm down the game with the is, sickness. Yeah. <laughs> God, those, I worked at a GameStop when they were promoting that game, and it drove me crazy having to listen to that same stupid Godsmack <laughs> song. Other than that, I really love that series. I always thought that it was... Like, I wish they would go back to that franchise, um, and I just thought something about it was just very simple and pure and sweet, and hmm. just yeah. the platforming and the kind of Assassin's Creed's gone in a whole other direction. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of in, in regards to emphasis on platforming over the other stuff. But yeah, I've always been a soft spot for the Prince Persian mm-hmm. series. Yeah, still the the best series for uh, dodging saw blades that come out of walls, <laughs> just slightly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so first responder in the forums was Turbo Bison. Welcome to the club, Travis. Who said? Hey. Uh, I would have to say the Mother series. As someone who got all of those games later in life, every Mother game has me feeling something strong after I finish the game. While there are some issues with the first two Mother games, it's the only trilogy I feel so strongly throughout. Uh, I, I would say that one of the first two Mother games is Earthbound, so if you're criticizing that, you're committing <laughs> high blasphemy in the Church of Gaming. <laughs> uh, but Smelston says... I'm a casual piece of shit, but I'm going to have to say either the Halo or Bioshock trilogies. I've played through the first three Halos more times than I've had sex, and I've played the first Bioshock even more than that, probably. Unfortunately, as I'm up, as I'm playing it now after downloading the remaster on Steam, it's starting to show its age, but I'm excited to see how Bioshock 2 holds up once I find the time to go back through it. By the way, in terms of uh, DLC, the uh, was the Bioshock Two uh, Minerva's Den? Yeah, Minerva's Den. Really that good. was another one that was up for inclusion. Yeah, obviously. That we... burial at sea. Burial at sea was great. Yeah, but, but not it, great enough to be in the top five. Uh, you know, Shivering Isles. Well, it's that's true. Shivering Isles is huge and expansive, whereas uh, Burial at Sea just sort of ties the trilogy together in yeah. a very compelling way, but is also straightforward and linear. But great. Uh, Sma said, Sorry, Suicoden 2 hating days, (laughs) but Suicoden 1 to 3 are my favorite trilogy of all time. They are linked by characters who show up between all three games, including villains, themes of war, loss, honor, family, and betrayal. I could literally spend all day waxing about these games, but I know how much Dave hates Suicoden 2, Mm. and so I'm sure... He won't read this. Good, thanks. I hate that game. It sucks. It's the worst. <laughs> do, you, do you just hate 
rare games? No, I <laughs> I fucking own this game. I I didn't go the extra. I I nominated this to be taken off the top the top twenty games of all time, just in the, in in the interest of keeping things brisk and getting I, home I, on time. I, and, yes, and, we'll, we'll go down in history as the people who. Cut that game. I put it on the list. DuckTales. I put it on the list and then took it off because I was like, I put too many RPGs hey, on this list. DuckTales will prove you uh, prove you amazing on. Uh, but I yeah, yes, Sweden and one th- through three are amazing. Mm. And beyond all the stuff he said, Smus said, there's also the fact that literally you can take a save from one, bring mm. it to two, and you can unlock a character in two, and then take that two save, and you don't unlock as cool uh, like stuff as you do in two. But like the fact that you can take a save from a Sweet so in one on PS one to Sweet in three on PS two and mm-hmm. like have carry low cost over. of that, a sixty dollar eight megabyte that, that memory was, card. That was this was like years and years before even Mass Effect did it. Like mm-hmm. almost a decade before Mass Effect did it. That that you're that you something you did in the first game carries over to the third is pretty cool. Uh, Awkward loser said my favorite trilogy is Dragon Age. It's an RPG RPG, and I feel like because you don't uh, keep the same squad or play the same person, you actually get a better view of them. Imagine if you played uh, Shepard in one game, but only hear about her and uh, maybe run into her friends in the sequels. I actually, it, sorry, it it actually creates a slightly better world uh, and so. Co- and as cool as Garrus is, Dragon Age Inquisition has a mage who is literally Freddie Mercury and he is fabulous. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Lombardi Support says, uh. I have to give some love to Dead Space. I know a lot of people fell off and criticized the series once it went more into action than horror, mm-hmm. but I still love all of them. The first game got me hooked with the survival horror gameplay and the interesting premise with the markers. Mm-hmm. The second game started to expand the mental breakdown slash insanity of Isaac, and the third greatly expanded the lore I was already into. I also just wanted to point out that 3 did have a decent amount of horror despite the action in the co-op missions and the DLC. I got so into the series that I've gotten all the achievements in each game, read the two books... And even watched the wow. shitty anime. It movie. was pretty shitty. <laughs> I, I love the Dead Space series a lot, but it does. I think people are really harsh, like you said, on the on the later ones because mm-hmm. it really does follow the the trajectory of the Alien trilogy, where the first one's more of a grounded horror game, huh. second one's more of a kind of an action horror, and the third mm-hmm. one's just sort of this weird forgettable experiment that did with, some with Charles Dutton, right? Like, <laughs> although I will say that the third game had a cool moment where if you're playing co-op. The main character sees shit that the other player yeah. won't, and there's a moment where you're like, "Wait, well, you, you can kind of like start to realize the weird shit in the environment," and the other player will be like, "Wait, what are you talking about? I don't see it there." And they don't really call it out. You just have that experience. Oh, that's cool. Pretty cool. Sort of like Kane and Lynch, Dead Men. Right. Yeah. Only slightly less <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> slightly. Yeah. <laughs> Ass Effect Badonkadonk said, <laughs> I'm with Dave and Michael. The three PS2 era GTAs are amazing. I got all three at once many years after they originally came out and played through them during one summer home from college. I played and enjoyed GTA 3, especially the talk radio stations, but then Vice City blew me away. I love everything 80s and especially 80s music, so listening through the game let me listen to my favorites and introduced me to some new ones. I played Vice City for so long I had to force myself to play San Andreas before the summer ended, and I didn't even like it as much as Vice City, but it's also incredible and impossibly huge with equally fun and interesting radio stations. Actually, I think I just really love in-game radio stations. Drax Payne says, My forum name probably gives it away, but the Max Payne series. <laughs> as a pill-popping, depressed alcoholic who also wants to die, I find Max incredibly relatable. 
I'm so sorry, Drax. Aww. Um, you know, other than the, the mountains of dead bodies left in his wake and the dead wife and child thing. But on a more serious note, those games are some of the best examples of streamlined, satisfying gameplay out there. And they are, they're wrapped up in a nice little package of excellent writing. I've played through each game probably around five times each, and I enjoyed every last second of it. Sometimes you just feel like relating to a protagonist who the universe decides to punch in the dick over and over again. <laughs> you matter, Drax Payne! Actually, it's funny, I just saw an article, like, yesterday talking about how the third one was super overlooked, and I yeah. kind of agree with it. Yeah. Because it's, it's definitely that game that people go, oh, God, it's just so not like the other Rockstar games, and I'm like, okay, you're, you're tying it, up a lot and just being confused about yeah. what this game is. You it's, know? it's one of those that I, I think was it was fashionable to turn up your nose at it even at yeah. the time, but yeah. it was really good. Like, I, I no shit gave that game a 10 out of 10. I, I yeah. thought it was... This is a, a really... Amazing shooter. Uh, three? That, yeah. It's amazing. Max Payne 3 it's is great. fantastic. So you gave it I love the that game. max score? I did give it the max <laughs> score. Also, it was P. Tom, and they were like, oh, we tend to be gentler with things over here. Uh. So I'm like, all right, yes, I will happily give this a 10. <laughs> That's from Drax Payne. Yeah. Yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, hello from Fukura. I said, my favorite gaming trilogy ever is easily the Jack and Daxter trilogy. That's a good one. The games are just insanely fun. Jack 2, in particular, stands out to me because uh, it did the platforming slash shooting slash vehicles, the best of the three games, and also had a fantastic story full of twists and interesting characters. God, I miss 3D platformers. I miss that one, too. Is Jack 2 the one where Jack got, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah and he started talking and had a goatee, yeah. and it was basically like GTA with hovering cars. Way too many cars. I don't know if you remember how much of a pain in the ass it was to drive around in that game, but oh, it was, like, <laughs> slamming into traffic constantly. At but... least he could, like, switch the elevation, like, but yeah. it was just a, a one or two switch thing, basically. I'm gonna give this the award for the best <laughs> name. Uh, the Good Dinosaur <laughs> was a fine film. It was like, did we make fun of that? No, nobody did. Nobody I think it's just a general it. statement yeah, it to is. the world. The Good Dinosaur. Pixar's the, good, the only Pixar movie I've never seen. The uh, Good Dinosaur, not to be confused with Disney's Dinosaur. Oh, which is awful. Nothing good about it. <laughs> it's um, the awful dinosaur. Uh, the Metroid Prime trilogy was a lot of fun. Would likely make for the best VR games ever. Uh, to elaborate, they have some of the most immersive worlds I've ever seen in a first-person game where every aspect of their worlds are well thought out and deliberately chosen. The creatures in each environment make sense in their respective ecosystems and the way the uh, Phazon... Phazon? Yeah. Uh, pervades them from... Uh, them drives home the point that it's mutating everything without having to tell you every five seconds how it's oh so terribly toxic. At the same time, the manufactured environments show the same uh, level of detail and thought. They are crafted to suit their respective species and have narrative purpose as opposed to being a jumble of gameplay mechanics taped together with the similar coats of paint. Uh, and it's astounding that they were, they were able to do this throughout three games. It's a wonderful trilogy that has uh, yet to be surpassed by any of the imitators uh, that have appeared in the last 14 or 15 years. Damn. Yeah. We're gonna get a fourth one, right, guys? Everybody no, have... never. No, I mean, no, you'll never. They want to do they Donkey Kong. Make... They want to do Donkey Kong Country <laughs> games now. I feel like you can at least get the first two uh, Metroid Primes on the Switch since they're GameCube games, and you probably get all those controls. I would, I would one hundred percent buy that. Yeah, mm. but I mean, well, three was it was mapped to the Wii, so you got to deal with that. I'm right? sure they could. 
probably yeah. very easily. Are you sure? Actually, that to the same control scheme from the Nintendo. Co- Nintendo couldn't mandate that the Pro Controller work with the second week of games. Yeah. <laughs> Although, actually, aren't there motion controls on the Switch little Joy-Cons? Yeah. So you yeah. could probably oh, yeah. figure yeah. out the motion control. Also, I'm, I'm just going to say, hey, publishers, if you want to release remastered versions of your best games mm-hmm. from the last generation for Switch, I will probably buy them. <laughs> yep. And excitedly. Yep, yep. Uh, Ivana crap my pants. This is great. Says Punch Out NES, Super Punch Out, and Punch Out Wii. It's amazing. Where a little Mac tries to make his name in boxing, learns to take responsibility for his kid, finds himself after a terrible blonde phase, and takes on a giant monkey. Right on. To bring it full circle, <laughs> it's a gripping epic of Canadians' magic and racial stereotypes. I really like the narrative they created yeah. for this. Yeah, yeah. It's the one that nobody else. And then it ends with you having to kill Doc Lewis in that uh, DLC. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this sounds like an Oscar bait movie. (laughs) (laughs) And Little Deuce Deuce said, My favorite trilogy is the recent Shadowrun trilogy. Shadowrun Returns, Shadowrun Dragonfall, and Shadowrun Hong Kong. You control different characters in each game, but they all share the same universe, and each game references plot points and minor characters from the earlier games in a way I find extremely satisfying. It's cheesy, but I love the mix of cyberpunk noir with magic and dragons and shit. Mm. You're reading it wrong. Magic and dragons and shit. shit. <laughs> There's right. shit in the game. Uh, is shit. <laughs> Apollo Mask was kind enough to send us a video response. Hello, Video Game Apocalypse. It's your old pal Apollo Mask here to tell you about the tip-top trifecta of titles <laughs> that I found to be totally topsy tip totalitarian easy Gene Shalek my absolute favorite trilogy of games has to be Saints Row 2, 3, and 4 not including the first one because nobody cares about that one to me the series is all about escalation you get to see your character the boss go from the head of a local gang to a time traveling galactic warlord also the escalation of the series itself you start with this semi-comedic quirky crime drama where you hose people down with raw sewage on occasion and you end up in dildo flopping insanity where you're punching aliens in the gonads flying around the matrix and weaponizing sharks and dubstep i respect any game series that encourages its players to have fun and no series in my opinion has devoted more energy to fucking around be it with your character the environment or just people in general that's my favorite trilogy see you guys later and finally, we have a video from Gallatin Carhartt. Oh! Afternoon, VGA. This is Gallatin Carhartt yeah. Jason here with the littlest one. Get ready to go gymnastics and then crypto right there. Now, anyways, uh, question of the week. Best trilogy. And it's got to be, I, I've got a little in common with Chris. Uh, we're almost misters from a different whatever. <laughs> Anyways, uh, two things about me. One, I answer to the term Paul for my children. I answer to Paul. Two, I like a badonky donk. <laughs> and so I, I answered last week about Mass Effect. And sorry, Chris, also, that I'm not calling for the tractor, but I got to get that thing to gymnastics. I've dropped hay. I've taught lesson. I have no time to, to spread manure tonight, but I wanted to get this video in. So, anyways, uh, best trilogy ever. Even though the truck's named Cortana after Halo, <clears throat> it has to be Mass Effect. Yeah. Best one. Uh, and what I will say is, when I say trilogy, I've never played, nor will I ever, ever play uh, Mass Effect One. No interest in that at all. <laughs> Not one bit. 
what I what I do love, I've put I think collectively 150 hours into two and three. Which yes, I love two more. It has nothing to do with three's ending. Oh, it does. I mean, it's a sacrifice. It's actually kind of a hero deal. But anyways, mm -hmm. uh, no, I loved both of them. I just liked two a little bit more. That's really all it is. Um, and Miranda, that's the donkey <laughs> dog. Yeah, Miranda. Yeah, the the little woman. My little woman's got it. So has Miranda got it. <laughs> it's a coincidence. I think not. <laughs> Anyways, fellas, y'all take it easy. Thank you much. Bye. I think you could put that on the box. Thanks, Jason. As a quote. <laughs> <Yes>. Miranda, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> just that guy from the old pictures just like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, a long drag of a cigarette. Uh. <laughs> All right, so new question of the week. What is your most memorable experience trading in games the, mm. the one that i always fall back on is uh when i had my first experience trading a game when i found that there was like a, a friend of mine showed me like a used like a mom and pop used game store and this was such a revelation to me and i'd like brought like i'm gonna i'm gonna bring games that i finished i'm gonna bring wing commander and contra 3 both for the super mm. nintendo i'm gonna trade them in for two new games and like no, you don't get to trade in two games for two games. What are you <laughs> thinking? Like, yeah. you trade them in for credit, and then you get, uh, maybe you can buy a game with that credit. And so, like, I traded in both of those games and bought a copy of Battletoads and Battle Maniacs. Well worth it. Not on rear replay. To the state. Well, it's it's a good game, but I still regret it. I don't feel like it was an well, even trade-off. That, that's why I, I will never ever give GameStop the satisfaction of mm -hmm. taking money from my game. Yeah. I would rather send it to any one of you listening for free mm -hmm. than take the $2 and then, for anything. Yeah, also or when, 10 cents. When I was uh, a newspaper mm -hmm. critic, uh, and I was the only one who was interested in all the free games I was getting, like, if I wasn't going to play something, or I was done playing with something, like, I would take it into GameStop and trade it in to get rid of it. And some of the games that I took and traded in, like, I'm never going to play this custom robo. I'll just take it in and <laughs> oh, trade geez. it to GameStop for 20 bucks. And, that, that, that and was, now it's worth like $100. That's a hoarder mentality. I try not to keep that. But, but I don't get sent games anymore, yeah. really. But, but, I, but it's like that's, that's kind of my experience. Like If I trade in a game mm -hmm. or just anything, if I get rid of it or open its package, it's going to be fantastically valuable, but only in mint condition. Mm. And if Which, I hang on to it, it's going to be worthless forever. <laughs> They'll break the seal on in front of you. I, yeah. my, my experience was I bought a diehard arcade mm. and beat it. Saturn, oh my god! Beat it oh, in nice. ten minutes and like so, what the fuck? Yeah. And uh, my friend later on showed me I was playing it wrong, but I traded in for Jump and Flash and it, it you was were just, playing it wrong, but you beat it in ten minutes. Uh, you, you, have you played that game? Like Not you're really, supposed no. to be like it's an arcade game. You're supposed to play it for score and like mm -hmm. expedience oh, see, and like and like play this moment over and over again. It's a very short game. But that's what the Saturn was. The Saturn was really arcade good games, arcade yeah. ports. Um, and it, it is a fun game. But um, when I was doing that, the guy's like, "Who man, you caught us real early. This is the first. This is the last month you're going to be able to bring in a game at because it was at GameStop and Electronics and Boutique. Bring in any game you bought here if you don't like it." full trade-in value put that towards something else he's like this is not going to happen anymore and i remember it was with Die Hard arcade whatever year that was whatever month that yeah. was that's when gamestop stopped the you can return a game you're not satisfied with 
and and create a trade-in value. And I think I, I brought something in, like, we'll give you a half that. And, like, I'm from Florida. I was buying games mowing lawns. I'll mow two more lawns. <laughs> like, I'm not giving you this game for half price so you can give me $15. Yeah. Go suck a dick. Like, And, I'll, and I, I encourage you to not do that either. I hate that this is, like... I, I always say if a kid could bring his baseball glove into Walmart and they would take money for it, that would be on Fox News tomorrow in a national scandal. <laughs> Whereas games are the only currency gamers have, and GameStop preys upon yeah. that in a way I think is disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. Well, I mean, to that end, mm. my, one of my first traded memories mm. uh, was trading in uh, Nintendo 64... Mm. WWF No Mercy, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, and probably like South Park 64. But basically, my like a lot of N64 games and the console because I had just gotten a Dreamcast and I got Crazy Taxi and like one other game. But I like within a couple of weeks yeah, I regretted it. Worth it. I, yeah, and then I realized like these things had the same life cycle. Like the Dreamcast was dead by the time the last N64 <laughs> game came out. So was that really a good move? I don't think so. But being on the other side of the counter, mm-hmm. this technically not trade-ins, but there were a lot of instances where people, you know, like a mom would come in with like, "Well, here's all my son's games. Well, He's we don't, been a naughty we don't, boy. we don't buy Sega Saturn games anymore. <laughs> uh, but I will give you ten dollars for all these working designs mm-hmm. RPGs he had." And it's like, yeah, like mm. that, that sort of thing. Technically not allowed, but you know what? I almost got fired from Suncoast for the same thing. But it's like, what else? You know, like the games are, we're not going to take them. Mm-hmm. What is she going to do with them? I can I can't offer ten dollars for these. Oh, that's how yeah. I bought my sister a, a, a DS yeah. five years ago. Someone's like trading in their DS. Like, how much will you give me for this? And they're like, well, it's worth one hundred and seventy dollars. Mm-hmm. We'll give you thirty. Yeah. And the woman was going insane. Like, I'll give you seventy five because that's yeah. less than what they'll sell it back to me for. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we met up in an in a elementary school parking lot. It's the shadiest thing I've wow, done yeah. in my city. You're lucky you're um, alive. Yeah. I was a fucking housewife <laughs> in a minivan, but yeah. like, it, like she should have been scared. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I, yeah. I just did this shit right over the counter. That's also why I have a virtual boy in a couple games. Yeah. It's like, we definitely don't take these. I don't know why you brought this That's in. That's amazing. But... Uh, I've always wanted to play Telro Boxer and Mario Tennis, so... <laughs> That's how I got the... Here's $50. I always wanted a headache. Yes. <laughs> That's why I still own the $90 Brazil Criterion collection. Uh, Someone's like, I only like one version of this movie and don't care about the documentary. Can I trade this <laughs> in for one version? You want to trade in your $90 out-of-print box set for one disc of the film with no special features? I'll give you $50 right now. And I said in front of my boss, like, you can't do this. I'm like... I quit. I'll give you fifty dollars right I just now. Did, <laughs> I will quit this job over this Brazil question because that's how how great I feel about wow. the movie. <laughs> also, just to salvage my street cred, the game I was thinking of was not Custom Robo; it was Gotcha Force, which sells oh, for a hundred and sixty yeah. bucks on eBay for just the disc. Jeez. A tiny, tiny disc. Yeah. You never. It's funny because actually that's related to the <coughs> thing that came to mind for me. Um, just about how it's hard to know what's going to be rare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and until I started working at a retro game store at one point years ago, I was not aware of just sort of the weird trends. One trend I did notice, and I learned the hard way, was that apparently rarity a lot of times is directly connected to the death spiral of a console. Um. So the games that get printed right as the console is on its way out tend to be rare. as just as Poking, res- baby! Yeah, mm. like, I remember NES, uh, mm. Flintstones, and Jetsons games are yeah. worth hundreds and my hundreds buddy, of dollars. My buddy just bought Jesus. 
a loose jet the last Jetsons game released for two hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah, yeah I, I found uh, when, when cleaning out an attic for like my aunt, um, they had a bunch of old Nintendo games they bought, and some of which they bought in clearance and never ended up actually opening. Hmm. And they had like a wacky races for Nintendo. Oh, oh shit! Oh, wow. Five hundred dollars if it's in its shrink Whoa! Room. And that game is not good. It is just not a great game. But it's just because they barely printed any because the Super Nintendo was already out by that point. So all these, like, uh, Taito-published Hanna-Barbera cartoon games are worth hundreds of dollars just because they only printed so many hmm. and the collectors are hoarding them. Uh, and yeah. it's just like the most garbage games. But that's yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear that game was pretty whack. It's a com- <laughs> conversation I had at a bar three months ago. It's like, yeah, man, just bought Jetsons. <laughs> the search for for Rongaroo or something yeah, like yeah. that. The kangaroo. Are yeah, you crazy? Yeah. I'm the biggest Jetsons fan yeah. you know, and I hate them. Any like, women want to sleep with me? He's married <laughs> with a child. Uh, he might be listening. Love you, Larry. Uh, <laughs> Got to get the Flintstones games that it ties in with. You would have adopted a weird mobster personality just now when you said that. Did I? Yeah. yeah. You gotta get the. It's the Hannibal yeah. Bear games they're not making. Why are you giving me track and field when I asked for stadium events? On this, the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I got a secret, a secret squirrel. <laughs> this just gets more seedy and questionable. This is too stupid. Too stupid hey, kid, dogs. You wanna you said s- this Mega Man 6 was shrink wrapped. It's not. Hey, kid, you want to buy a production EEP ROM of the Morocco Mole game? It's only cost you so. It's the unpublished SWAT cats for Amiga. <laughs> only cost you your mother's virginity. None of that makes sense. It's a parent. Paradox kid, you got to invent to time travel, <laughs> and we can talk. Uh, so, what's your most memorable experience trading in a game? Let us know. Go to vidgamapocalypse.com/forums. Uh, first person to start the thread by posting the question and answering it gets read first on next week's show. Alternately, you can go to vidgamapocalypse.com, go to the article for episode 207, and answer under the comments there. That's been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Nathan, you're the guest. Let's go with you first. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, a lot, probably. A, I hear that's amount. a cool website. Yeah, yeah, where no bad things ever happen there. I can't believe it's free. <laughs> no <laughs> anime Nazis at all. No, or <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Questionable eggs. Where can people find um, you on Twitter? At K-E-N-J-I-S-A-L-K, because I'm a weeaboo <laughs> ever since high school. Um, and I'm also, I do stuff at Telltale, so follow us at Telltale.com or any of the other social medias. Awesome. Chris, I know you're raring to go. No. Okay. But, but Dave, uh, if you listen to Laser Time this week, it was an episode I prepared that was all about the worst raps of all time. If you'd like, it's to hilarious hear, in a major way. I said many, a major way. I said a major. How many? How many Muppets do you think we have? The answer might be one. Uh, but it's also Bart Simpson, Macho Man, Randy Savage, and of course. Barney Rubble and a bunch of chick- chicken nuggets. And this miss? is my name, and I'm here to say only one rap has ever gone this way. <laughs> As Ernest, Spit Joe Pesci, licks. Colin Quinn, Colin Quinn, Macho Man, Randy Savage, yeah. and just the it's all my disgusting. Bottles. It's yes. disgusting. Well, speaking of wrestling, Macho Man, Randy Savage. I just made that uh, segue there. Uh, nice we have quick. WrestleMania 33 this weekend. We did a prediction stream for it, so you can watch us uh, probably get all the matches wrong. But uh, 
Patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, as low as $5 a month gets you so many shows, like a bonus time, our weekly bonus show. But also, Cheap Popcast, the pro wrestling podcast, we'll be talking about WrestleMania next week on that. Uh, but there's so, yeah, we also have commentaries. Yeah, like Raising we just, Arizona. Ra- yes, Raising the, Arizona we did this week. Uh, and, and we will be streaming as well in honor of the amazing cover song that is the Beauty and the Beast movie. Uh, <laughs> that weird uh, Sega Sega uh, Genesis period. We're like, we're going to make a game with the Beast and Bell. Yeah. We'll stream yeah. them both. We also have uh, 30, 20, 10, the show it's that true. goes 10, 20, and 30 years back in time. Talks about movies, TV shows, and video games oh. that have our anniversaries like... The last quarter, which Blast we just is, and we we finished our Monday racer time. Yes, Brett Ooh, and I controversial were racing Super Mario Three. It did not go well. Yeah, uh, I don't know what we do now. Um, we have a tie. We'll we have a tiebreaker the Monday after this episode posts. <sighs> uh, but I've never seen a meltdown quite like Chris on the just having get just having died to Bowser using a warp whistle, so he has to go through the entirety of <laughs> World Eight again. Well, well like Brett has already two. beaten the. I had to try something. Yes, it was. Uh, I, I equated to if a baseball player dropped a, a, a hit into the outfield and decided to throw the ball into the stands in protest. <laughs> That's what happened, and you can watch it on youtubecom time. People like it. Shut up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, as always, you can follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Or me personally at Wikiparas, and check out ubiblog.com where I will often write things about Ubisoft. Uh, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Two thousands kid nostalgia is gonna be really dark. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of like. Well, it's all gonna be just SpongeBob. Yeah. Well, like frosted tips, long like well, Jinko jeans are coming back. <sighs> I know. SpongeBob is Limp Biscuit era. Mm-hmm. Like came out before That's them. True, you're right. You're right. Uh, all right, let's go. We're gonna hear about how PS2 is retro, and we're I, gonna have like I games work, that look like PS2 games coming I out. I used to run a retro video game store for a good handful of years, and yeah, that killed me when people come in and be like, "Oh, old school mm-hmm. games like on the GameCube." I'm like, "Fucking kill me." <laughs> Dust yeah. in the wind, man. That's all we are. <laughs> <laughs>